episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom, we have a special episode. We're back on Zoom for the first time since, I don't remember when Dennis and I did it last time. April, March, one of those. Um, but now we're doing a little bit of a GWF reunion for people from different eras for part of it. Um, Dennis was obviously in the first era being the creator. Go ahead and say hi, Dennis. Hello out there in podcast land. Um, and then we have Devin, who I think would be next on the list, who was Chris Candido, who was one of the, I don't know, you held every title at one point. So I'm sure that came with a lot of flack. But go ahead and say hi. Hey, what's going on? Um, next up, I, I think it's Bear that came before Amber. Not really sure. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh Bear was, I feel like your most famous character was Ted DiBiase Jr., but I don't know if there was somebody else that I'm forgetting. I joined uh, as everyone twice, so I don't know. Right, and you only showed once. I agree. Basically, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we have Amber, who was one of the, the few actual women, not guys pretending to be women, um, in the EFED world that actually joined. Um and played, I mean, she played Daphne and Katie Leah, but I think she's more famous for Daphne. Hi, Amber. Oh, Dave was actually Katie. <laughs> I thought you were Katie Leah at one point. No? No, no. God, too many yeah. years have gone by. <laughs> was it just Daphne or was there somebody else? I feel like I was Heath Slater at one point and like a bunch of like really gimmicky people. Okay. That's... Gimmicky people. That makes sense. um and then yeah there's me i was canyon for the reason that i've mentioned in so many other passings where there was just nobody else to take so i was canyon and then kind of the rest is history i took other people when other people dropped but canyon was the the main guy hence the everybody it's the t-shirt that is also canyon i mean how do you not represent i expected you guys all to be wearing some like i'm sure chris candido has a t-shirt out there somewhere oh look (laughs) All right. All right. It's not just me. That's good. Um, And I will say Dave did just message me. I do not think he's going to make it. He is still at a birthday party. And apparently birthdays are more important than reunions, which I just disagree with. Um, So let's start first. Uh, Dennis, I don't know, besides for Devin, I don't know if you've had any dealings with Amber or Bear. Um, I think that might have been past your time or while you were... To be fair, you were role-playing, too, as Kevin McDermott, which still annoys me to this day that I was sending messages to someone that wasn't who I thought they were. Maybe I had a little multiple personality in disorder going on. I'm not sure. But it was I had to keep up the ruse for as long as I can. Uh, and it worked for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I still remember how many people used to message me when I took over and be like, I'm messaging Kevin right now and he's not going to stand for this, that, or the other. And then I'm sure you got those messages like, I don't care. I'm so done. I've done so much. After so many years of hearing the same arguments, it really just falls on deaf ears. You just like, I can't, I can't anymore. You just, you run out of energy at some point. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I know that. So I know obviously Dennis owned GWF. I owned-ish GWF. I've owned other ones before that. Um, Devin, did you ever go into the realm of owning an EFED? No. Am I froze? 
uh, your picture is froze, but we can hear you. Yes, of course. More technical difficulties. Uh, no, I never, never, ever did anything like that. I just primarily stayed as a role player. Never, uh, never. I mean, I'm, I'm not technically savvy enough to do any of that. So, no. I couldn't even figure out how to have, like, backgrounds. Color coding was hard enough for me. So running an EFED would have been impossible. I will say it's funny when you look back or you think back to old times role playing when there was no color coding, there was nothing. And then when color coding started to get added to role plays, like how much better it looked and it was easier to read. And then just the advancements that just kept happening with everybody having their own layouts, their own specialty stuff. Um, EFEDs like GWF having their own message board without having to go somewhere else. Um, like just seeing that advancement was good. Uh, what about you, Bear? Did you ever own your own EFED? I have attempted so many times, failed so many times, and it was just one of those things where it's like, you know what? I don't know how, like you in particular, KJ, I never got to work with with Dennis, but uh, working with you and seeing what people put you through, myself included, when I would, you know, PM or personal message you like, why did this guy win? His thing sucked. And it's like, mm, I, I've become one of those guys. And then like, I've had that come back to me and I'm like, wow, this sucks. Yeah. Dennis and I, 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 had I like a, that person. Yeah. Dennis and I had a long conversation about that during the first podcast where we felt, um, and he, I don't know if there was a better way he could have worded it is he felt like he was grading homework and yeah. that's exactly what it feels like. Now, some of them are fun to read. Like, I enjoy reading a good role play any day of the week, but when you've got to read 20 or 30 in a night, so then you can write up results, you just don't, it's really hard to care. You might be able to do that one weekend or one uh, event, but then when you multiply it, GWF had two shows a week, thanks Dennis, um, and then a pay-per-view <laughs> once a month. Like those add up, but that's what everybody was expecting. And that that's the thing too. GWF um, had this level of it, of excellence, I want to call it, from the outside world, um, just because, and I mentioned it right before we started recording, that a lot of the stuff that Dennis did to the site was more or less out of, I don't want to do it myself anymore, let's make everybody else do it, and that, like, gravitated to so many people because they didn't know that, they were just oh, like, oh my god, I'm able to go ahead and I can, I can write my own matches, I can do my own segments, I can update the rankings, the roster, and it was such a cool thing to have more say over things or feel like you're helping some something. Um, but I know, Dennis, with your, uh, like, the Flash things that we talked about, where it was always the expectation, like, what's going to be the new ones every month? And I don't think I ever messaged you about it, but I always was excited every month after a pay-per-view or so, that's when, like, the new ones would come out. And if they didn't come out, I always got disappointed. And to think of the ideas for those and to find time to make, even though they were 15, 20 seconds, little videos, just that, you know, if I had a really good idea, I could probably sit down and I would, it, that would be the only thing I wanted to work on. I'd sit there and next thing I know it's four in the morning and I'm like, I'm still working on this stupid thing. And I could get a couple done in a week. But then you hit this wall of like, Wow, I've done all the current wrestlers and the other ones I have. I have no ideas graphically what to do. Oh no! <laughs> oh, oh no! What do you do? Um, you just kind of get stuck. So then, well, maybe I'll try and crank out a couple this week. So I'll extend it by a week, or maybe two weeks. And then, yes, there's your disappointment of like, yeah, sorry, it took me an extra month. What? Uh, 
Oops. <laughs> and these were all, technically speaking, non-important things. They just made the site look better. It made people want to join and to stay because they were. you guys were always advancing things. Um, and I will say, because you're way more into the scripting and that side of it. So when I took over, I tried to do things like that that mostly like fell flat because either things didn't work or because we at one point we started putting up like movies just so people wouldn't have to leave. We tried our own little uh, chat feature so anybody who was online on GWF could chat. Um, and most of those tanked and burned. Like there wasn't the thought behind them like there would have been. It was just like, let's try something to try to engage people. Um, but yeah, it was definitely, uh, I, in the early goings, especially before, you know, websites are what they are today, when you kept seeing this advancement of what this company was doing, I think it's one of the reasons why all the eyes were on it and why a lot of people reached out to you for like, Hey, how did you do this? Can you send me this? Can you do a flash for me? Um, I definitely think that was like GWF was one of them. I, did you ever do stuff for WME? And I don't remember if I asked that last time. You did. Okay. I do I, I do remember that. I know they asked for I don't remember if it was just a layout or if it was some flash or some graphics or something. I do remember I do remember doing things there. I think I did a bunch of like flash for them. I threw their logo into like some stuff that I had half baked. I'm like, oh here I'm not gonna use this. It's a I scrapped this idea here. Uh or something that I had retired from the site. Like if I had a you know, we had the the title thing. I remember the title thing that looked like a big clock. I thought that was the greatest idea at one point. I think eventually we retired something else. And I said, oh, here, you can have the thing I just took down. Because and here's kind of how you maintain it. Good luck. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, because I, I remember, I don't know, Bear or uh, Amber or Devin, did you guys ever join WME WrestleMania Entertainment? I don't think so. <clears throat> I, def I definitely joined at one point and no-showed, probably, but... I remember both both WME and GWF being like I feel like both of those efeds were ahead of its time, in the sense of like how like they looked from a graphic perspective. It was just insane to me, and that that's what drew me to you know keep coming back. Not necessarily show, but keep coming back. You know, I want to have my name attached. It's not going to help. I'm not right. going to role play, but at least I want yeah. my name on the roster. I just want to be a champion at one point. Do I have to show up for that? That's bullshit. <laughs> just hand me the title, damn it. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, you, you have that power. You just, just gotta it. you gotta own it like I did. And then then you're fine. It's a lot of that's work. Why I can, lot that's of why work. I wanted to own it or own something <laughs> and make myself champion. Fuck it. Um what about you, Amber? For did you ever own any fed? Um, my friend Aurora and I are like that's how I really started getting into role-playing. Uh, we tried to open a fed together, uh, but people started joining and their quality just wasn't good. She would just kick them out without me knowing. So I was like, all right, it's just really us going back. Wait, is that a thing? Could we have done that? Am I allowed to, I could have kicked people out? You should have. <laughs> you should have. Damn it. Uh, and it I feel like there was a thing. There was there was a thing about not showing. Like, if you didn't show for so long, there was the list that came out every yeah, month. The list. The list. See? Jericho stole it from me. No. He um, did. I think he did. We had, and it, every month was a new version of, in quotes, the list. The list. Yeah, I oh, remember. Man, that was it. Oh, that was totally it. 
Yeah, and we used to have to kick people out if they didn't show. They get, we gave them another, what, two weeks, I think it was? You have two yeah. weeks to get a match and roleplay. If you don't, why are you wasting this character? I think it started as a month. Like, I would post it early in the month, and you have till the end of the month. And then we would purge the list if you didn't show up. And then I think it got to the point where I was so tired of waiting for people. Yeah, I think it got it down to two weeks. Yeah, and I and don't even, think I even the, even the list was semi-automated, where it would pull like your last activity from the roleplay boards, yes, or your login. It would kind of pull that information in, and then if you posted, it would weed you out. Yeah, I definitely wasn't pulling that myself. That was literally <laughs> me clicking the little button, the list auto-generate. Awesome. Now I can just post this and tell people, all right, if you don't roleplay, we're kicking you out. A little bit different than quality, because there were some people that joined, especially probably more towards your time than mine, because my time, um, we seemed to weed down the people, but people took multiple characters and then would bust their ass with those role plays as much as they could. Um, so we had like a decent amount of role plays to read, but it was like 10 people playing three characters each. So you got 30 role plays that are all pretty damn good. But it's only ten people. Early uh, on, there I don't. Early on, there wasn't. I don't think we had anything. I mean, early, early on, there was definitely nothing in place. But as kind of Kevin and Bill kind of ventured further into college and for, for their professional career, and I kind of just ran it full time. There wasn't anything limiting people to say, "Oh, you could only have three people, four people." That that came later. Because everybody was like, there's nobody to take. I don't know who to take. And I'm like, there's like 7 billion wrestlers from the beginning of time. Choose somebody from the 80s and do your own thing. Like, I don't, it doesn't, I don't care. You could choose the Brooklyn Brawler, but not do what you see on TV. You could, it doesn't matter here anymore, right? It's just, it's just a front. Um, and then people got wise to taking kind of, you know, the indie people that, that's more myself or less included. All Ash took. Yeah, like, I I had no idea who half these people were, to be honest. And that gave you a literal blank slate to do whatever. You're just using somebody else's picture, but you're doing whatever you want with it at that point. Holy so, crap. Yeah, look, you're back. And it's funny because I was just about to call, uh, call on you. Uh, why did you pick Chris Candido? <laughs> so it's kind of tied into what he said i was i i think originally uh, like i um, got up like it was like one in the morning one night and i was looking through characters and i was like oh okay and i'm like oh well all the good wwe characters are taken all the good wcw characters are taken and then so i was like I get somebody from ecw and the guy i originally was gonna get was but he was gone so then obviously candido was in triple threat with him and I just so happened I was power bomb off the top rope and I'm like wow this guy's this guy's great not even relating that that it was skip from WW uh, WWF at the time yeah. and then uh I just kind of went with him and that real quick so there there was no Kevin McDermott so there there was a Kevin McDermott at first but then Kevin <laughs> McDermott decided to have a life <laughs> And then Dennis decided not to have a life and then started being both Dennis, the webmaster, and Kevin, the president. So anytime that you were sending a message, probably within the first few years, um, 
or after the first few years, it was definitely going to Dennis. If you were sending a message to the president, it was going to Dennis, not to Kevin, because Kevin kind of washed his hands at GWF. Dennis, am I am I right in that assumption? Yeah. So so early on, it was it was Kevin and Bill that started it at college, and when they came home for the summer, I kind of helped with the website because that was my thing, and it kind of started growing a bit, and then they they got too busy with college you know you hit your second and third year fourth year you're like i don't have time for this you know they they would show up every once in a while but they just didn't have the time i was already working pretty much full time so i was like well no big deal to me um so i just started responding to everything and over time that just it, it's just how it was i just was i was answering the president email i was answering the webmaster email and every once in a while we'd name a new commissioner who would last a month and didn't not want to do anything i don't you know this is yeah there was, so there is a kevin we did try to get him tonight unfortunately he was doing stuff uh, bill was traveling to boston so he was out of town so we will get them back for maybe a future one um yeah that'd be fun but they, they were definitely interested it just it didn't timing didn't work i was like oh whatever we're not gonna move everything around to try and make it work. Um, no, and we can easily so do it. There was, there was a Kevin, whether you actually spoke to him is questionable uh, at best. Um, okay. um, I, I think Kevin may have showed up a couple times, maybe in the role play board. Cause every once in a while he'd, he'd get that itch where he's like, Oh, I don't really want to run it, but I'll join as a character. And he, he'd last for a week and then he'd disappear again. Uh, you know, the usual, you're telling me he showed up on the list. Yeah, I just wanted to be clear who I was talking to. <laughs> What's that, Devin? I wanted to be clear who I was talking to. I would feel like, oh, I, I completely destroyed this guy RP-wise. Why was our match closer? Why did, you know, me being the champion, I crushed this guy RP-wise and I won by like a small package type deal. But... I probably took it a little more seriously than some others. But I think we all did I was in, the champion. at certain points, like except for Bear, who barely showed up. Um, but when I did. When you did, you were mediocre. I agree. I wanted. To, I was mediocre, and I wanted to win. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm not going <laughs> to show up again. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you kind of, like, have to take it. If you if you want to be the, the champion and if you want to – have that, you know, those neurons firing in your brain that make you feel good. Um, you got to take it seriously. There, I don't think there's been a person a, a, in a good EFED that I've seen be able to literally just go in, not take it seriously, and win, like, the world title randomly, um, especially on the caliber of a GWF thing. It just doesn't happen. I mean, it might have happened after I shut it down and then somebody else reopened it because I hate Dennis. Um, but, and by Dennis, I more or less mean Vinny. Uh but if you you have somebody that goes into it and takes it as seriously as clearly you did, Devin, back in the day, as I did, as Amber did for the women's division, as some of the other people I know, like Ash and Dave, took it very seriously, especially with the way that they wrote their own matches and had it, like, choreographed out so you can kind of, like, see it happening in your head while you're reading the match. Um, if you take it that level, there, there, obviously you have the ability to reach that that highest peak. And then depending on what you're doing with your character, 
I can understand that because in not so much GWF because you had a lot, especially when I got there, you had a lot more freedom in like writing your own matches or segments or things like that. But in other EFEDs, I had the same experience, Devin, of like, okay, this person didn't even show up. Why are they even putting up any offense in the match? Um, why wasn't it at least just like a squash or something? And you're just like, what's the point of me putting in this work if they're not putting in the work? So I get that. I had it. I I got so many messages like that I, constantly every show. Like, why didn't I win? What my well, I but uh, it's it's I what <laughs> I think that in, in part of it was trying to plant a seed. I I would say like even if. It, I, I think I had different levels. If somebody at least showed up, if their role play wasn't great, but they showed up, great. I'm not going to let like completely squash you in any form or fashion. If you didn't show, all bets are off. That's that's different. But it was like, okay, so this person is taking a match, let's say, with, like yourself, Devin, right? If they role played and they tried and they tried and they're just not on the same level, okay. Part of me says, if I go out there and write them completely out of it and make their character look like garbage, they're going to give up. I have to make them feel like, oh, look, well, he just beat me. Maybe I got to try again. Because we always had that problem of like, we, we, I don't think we ever had a problem of like who the top person or persons were of the top, let's say, five people. Those are pretty obvious usually, but I just like real TV building that next person up was never easy because you never know who was just going to disappear or who was who really had any kind of desire to even try. So I guess part of me was always like, oh, well, maybe if I give them a close loss or I write it to make it look like they had a chance Maybe next role play they can come out and try just a little bit harder and make it look better. Now, most of the time that probably bit me in the butt, but you know, is what it is. I I answered those emails so many times or messages or whatever they were. I'm just like, oh well, yeah, well he did this and uh, you know that's just kind of how I wrote. I thought maybe it could set up something. Blah blah blah. I thought maybe you guys could do blah blah blah. I would spin it whatever way felt good at that time, but. You know, <laughs> it, it's very hard to appease everybody when you're talking about an EFED, especially if you have somebody that takes it seriously. Because um, I remember there was one kid, and I forgot to message him. He might have loved to join this. He was Triple H forever in GWF, Justin Porter. Um, and he used to constantly message anytime there was a loss or a close finish or anything because he always just thought and again that's part of taking efed super seriously of like well i think that i'm at this level why is it even close or why did i lose and if you're putting in that much work because you got to think uh, i know when dennis first started role plays were two three hundred words and then they just kept going up and up and up to the point where people are writing fifty thousand words for uh, for one event let alone what happened two days before on Thunder or what's going to happen the next day on um, Raw. But 
yeah, we're writing, you know, 50,000 words for, uh, for a pay-per-view. So I, I can understand after writing 50,000 words, if you lose and then being upset, I think we've, anybody who's written that much and lost has felt that, but at a certain point, someone's got to win, someone's got to lose. And it's very hard to appease everybody. Um, so Devin, what was, what got you into e-fetting to begin with? Uh, I really don't know. I um, I just think I was really into wrestling at the time, and I would have um, gaps in between my classes at school. And if I drove up to campus, I wouldn't want to go home because I knew that if I went home, I wasn't going to come back to class. So I would just end up being at various like little libraries or whatever, or like the little computer labs, and I was clicking through and. It was funny. I was trying to think about like some of these, like some of the first feds I came across. I was reading, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of stupid." And then uh, I started, like, oh, "Okay, no, this is actually." And it just like like I got into one, and then I got into another, and then another, and then another, and then it was very similar, like what you're saying. I eventually found the, the GW. I was just like, "Wow, this is miles of the stuff I'm doing." And some of them I felt bad because like I'm, you know, I would be like a a champion over there or something like that. I'm just kind of like, hey, uh, I don't have time to do four efforts with like, you know, I'd be two guys in one, two guys in some of these. And I'm like, I, I'd rather put my time into this one. But um, yeah, it was just kind of, just kind of got into it. And I was like, oh, this is, this, you know, it's kind of cool. It kind of helped like my creative writing and helped like my brain flow. So yeah, just kind of stumbled across it one day and then and then eventually just kind of snowballed into the GWF. So Dennis, I want you to know what I took away from that from Devin is that GWF helped him get through college or school or whatever. Because, like, <laughs> I mean, I listen, I've never shied away from the GWF was actually my programming playground. Uh, I, I honestly learned more by doing the website and making it do things that eventually that is my career today. You know, I'm, I'm working for an insurance company writing website stuff and actually i'm managing a cloud infrastructure right now but that's a different story um that doing that on the side was i did that instead of school you know i i i hated classes they bored the hell out of me but here i can practically apply a task i can look and i can say okay i have this site here we have whatever programming language we want to do. I want to, I want this to do this. Find a way. And you did. That's that's where all those admin pages came from. It's like, I don't want to do this manually. Let's find a way to make the computer work for me. And yeah, the other side of it is is role playing. Yeah, there that's creative writing 101. Like, you know. It's funny as you know, the early, early days, it was just like an old school guest book, you know, an AOL, it was an AOL when you got your free AOL account, you got a free web page with it. And then if you wanted, you could add a guest book. That was the role play board. And they were literally, you know, 10, 15 sentences max. And they were just like somebody, hi, I found your page. This is great. It's it was it's the same concept as somebody writing like you know forty fifty words on your guest book and that those were the role plays, and you can see the evolution of that turning into like you said from that to 
colorful posts to people building their own websites for layouts to host their role plays. And it just became so much more elaborate. Like, wow, this guy has his own website and a header and a theme playing in the background. And holy cow, like, this is beyond anything I could comprehend of it. Like, oh, okay, we've certainly crossed some kind of line here. So, yeah, I is, you know, it, it, it was a school of management. If, if KJ, you would know perfectly well. Now you know how to manage people, honestly. Um, in a professional environment, it gets a little bit easier because you're not getting whined at as much. Some, but not as much. Uh, so you learn people skills there on the management side. You learn, I learned programming skills on the website. People learn creative writing. And it really is a weird place to say, man, I wonder what else was spawned from here, even just idea-wise of people taking, you know, graphical ideas of like, oh, that's kind of neat, but maybe I can do better. Like, maybe I'll take, you know, we did these neat little flash things, but maybe somebody else figured out a way to go that next step and that spawned their web graphic career. Who knows? Yeah. So it was funny to me when we first talked back in uh, March, April, to hear like that you basically use GWF as your learning uh, everything that then you've used practically. And until you just mentioned about me managing people because of GWF, every job I've had over the last 15 years, I've been a manager and I didn't even really put that two and two together of how much personal messages, instant messages, emails that I got from people that were asking questions or trying to deal with it from the management standpoint and trying to quell those storms while keeping everybody happy and engaged and trying to make sure they're going to show up and role play or help with matches or rankings or whatever. Um, I didn't ever put the two and two together. Um, I probably should have. I should be smarter than that. But just talking about that and then obviously Devin's point, like, yeah, I didn't really want to go home. If I go home, not going to do it. Oh, look, Efez. And that's how he started his career. Um, so I'm curious for uh, Bear. What about you? How did you start in the e-fetting world? I mean, when you showed up, how did you start? It was a weird email I got that was like, hey, you want to role play? I'm like, I was in like sixth grade. I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know, I Googled role playing and it was a completely different topic. I'm like, whoa, they want me to do what now? Weird. With wrestlers? Tell me more. I'm intrigued. I like wrestling. So um, I joined as Matt Hardy, which was really random. I was always a Matt guy growing up, even though Jeff was always the cooler one. And um, that was a match writing role play based style site first. So we would write the matches instead of promos. And then they were affiliated with a promo style event. I'm like, oh, now they're writing promos. Holy crap. And then you see GWF and you're like, why don't these other role playing sites look like that? This is neat. I'm going to join and then I'm going to suck. But damn it, I'm going to have fun sucking, which is not what I wanted to say. But I did I'm have gonna, a lot of fun. I'm going to yeah. clip that bear just so you know. I'm gonna have a lot of fun with that clip. That's for fucking sure. But no, it was you know it was just a really random circumstance of getting an email, and now I've you know not to get all sentimental, but I've gained a lot of like lifelong friends because of efetting. It's the weirdest thing, and my creative writing juices when I do show up, you know, it was one of those things you just you pick up on, and you're like, wow, I'm actually like a decent writer when I want to be, and I would bullshit my way through English paper because of efetting and it was the coolest thing and learning html randomly you know like 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 dennis mentioned uh i wasn't good with the coding or anything but i learned about coding because of efetting and making my own layout and you know 
not stealing per se, but definitely taking coding from other people and viewing page sources and stuff like that. That's all because of e-vetting. So yeah, it was really random that I found it like that. Listen, I get paid to program today to, you know, as my paycheck and I still copy 90% of my code from Stack Overflow. So don't worry about it. I still borrow every day of my career. Rightfully so. I would if I were you too. Well, so yeah, the the HTML and the uh, for eFeds is funny because when I was starting out, that's what I had to learn too. It took me forever to understand the tags that you had to use and why they worked and then what you're supposed to look for. And then it slowly started to grow and then you kind of understood it more and more and could just type it out quickly. And then when I took over like running eFeds and then learning PHP scripts so that things could work for you rather than you working for them was a giant pain in the ass and a learning curve, but it's stuff that I've still till today, if people have questions about a website, um, I, I can potentially help. And I still remember the page source thing that you mentioned there was big um, because I never, or people used to be like, well, how did they do that? And I was like, well, I can tell you how they did that. And oh, look, view, view source, look, it's right there. And you have all the information figured. They're like, how the hell would you know to do that? It's like, well, that's eFeds. We won't talk about that. That's fine. Um, but just little things that you picked up while doing this. Um, so what about you, Amber? How did you how did you start doing the eFeds? Um, so mine was uh I started out in the WWF when it was still that uh chat rooms. And somebody was talking about it there. It was an MSN group that I joined originally. And there were a few different uh, wrestling federations that you could join uh, through MSN groups. Um, ironically, you said the thing about me being the, the only like girl who, who writes as a girl. I actually, um, I started out writing as Lita. And then everybody was just like, it wasn't quite the same where you signed up for matches. Like people would just kind of pick you to be in a match and so people would write to me and be like oh do you want to be my valet oh we should be in a relationship in character and I was just like whoa so I started pretending to be a boy for a while <laughs> and and I would role play as Alex which <laughs> you know um but eventually I met my friend Aurora we tried to open our fed that failed. Um, I stopped writing for a while and then um, what got me into GWF was I was dating someone at the time who had told me that he was really into it too. And I was like, wow, what are the chances? And then we had both joined uh, GWF around the same time. Yeah, so I know, uh, so you mentioned, I forgot that those existed, the ones where people called you out for a thing. And then if you didn't, at least the one that I joined, if you didn't respond within so long, you lost. Um, so I remember that type of eFed and that was a very, very long time ago. I got him old. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then so I, there were other girls that we had, too, that like popped in and out. None that were like life lifers, so to speak. But I do remember there was like a solid six that I talked to that I think were women um, that role played as women. And they, they kind of did. The, they mentioned the same thing to me uh, about like at certain points I've had to pretend I'm a guy because one, if I'm a girl, literally it's just a constant message of barrages, a barrage of messages like, Hey, we should talk or, Hey, we should, you know, what's your phone number? Where do you live? Or wait, it's uh, AOL, ASL, uh, age, sex, location. Somebody, somebody tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big thing. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So yeah, there there was a few. There Ingrid. I don't know if anybody knows or remembers Ingrid was one. Babs, Babs was another. Oh, I'm terrible with names because it's so many years ago. But I do remember there were some out there that were like, if it's always who's weird. Candace? What's that? Who's Candace Michelle? I remember that was that. I think was actually a girl also. I don't remember. Yeah, I was trying to remember earlier. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. There's there's so many people that uh, have joined or come through um, that were there for a little bit, but maybe not for like a long, long time. Um, I know we had yeah. um, like a Raven that joined who was great for a short period of time. And then he left and I can't remember. I think it was his name was Robert, um, but he was really good, but then left. Um so we've always had them, but the the ones that I've always, you know, draw myself more drawn to were the people that were around for a long time. Um, and then Bears in the mix, too, even though, you know, the no-shows. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I had a question for, uh, for Dennis about Devin. And the one, I want to know how much flack you got for giving him all the titles. And not that, not giving, he deserved them. But I'm wondering how much flack you got. And then, did you think about that as you were writing the, the winners and being like, well, fuck, he wins again. Well, fuck, he wins again. Okay, he has every title of ours. Yep. Every day. I was like, I can't. But I also can't not. I mean, these people that are taking the challenge... You lost. Yeah. Oops. Um, that's your own fault. Um, it was weird because, you know, Candido and fell in this, you know, technically weight-wise, he fell in our cruiserweight division as, as we had it. And then, you know, world champion. Then, you know, whatever middle belt. People were taking the challenges. I, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to stop you. Like, I can't say he's world champion. He can't challenge for the IC belt if he doesn't want to. He, Good luck. You're on your own. Um, if he beats you, he beats you. And it, 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 I hesitated a lot because then that, not that it puts pressure on him. Hey, he's doing what he wants. Like, I'm, again, I'm not going to stop people from taking the challenge or trying. But I always fear, like, well, what if he just doesn't show up for a while? Yeah, ooh, now I'm in this rough spot of like. Well, I mean, but he, he earned these belts and now he disappears. What do you do? So I just had to go with it for a while and just say, well, if if I cross that bridge, I'll, when I get there, I guess, because uh, I can't deal with that now. He's obviously showing up and he's obviously outclassing anybody he's going against. So let's go with it. And I, I think it was kind of, you know, on the other side, it was kind of neat because now you got one guy and well, look, his name's on everything. Like that's never happened before or probably since like okay it's it's something new uh can't deny that so yeah there was a i had a little bit of an internal struggle there uh, and it again part of me tried to think of like creative ways for him to win the match but not the belt and you can only do that so many times because oh look he won by count out oh now they're having a rematch well crap um can't do that again uh <laughs> He's <laughs> just gonna do it again. So, I I think I did that a few times, where it would you know where it was like a lesser belt. Like, well, you're already world champion. You don't need the IC belt. You win by countout. 
and now I want another shot. And it's like, well, you're just going to beat him. <laughs> I, all right, fine. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> was there a lot of uh, private messages um, or emails about, like, what the shit? Why does he have all the belts? Or why did he beat my belt when he's already world champion or things like that? I don't. I don't remember a lot of people complaining they lost because I think it was pretty obvious why they lost. Um, I don't think people expected it. Uh, we're doing, oh yeah, there's no way he's going to take the title from, oh, he took the title from me. Oh, um, oops. And yeah, and I think it was just, I think it was then on the other side of it, it was coming out of it though, right? Because getting the belts was is the easy part. At some point, they have to come off, right? And hopefully, it's by choice. And I don't remember if we had a conversation. Again, we're talking twenty years ago. I don't know. Remember, you know, fifteen years ago, whatever it was. Uh, I don't remember if there was a talk of like, "Hi, I'm going to make you drop this belt, even though you don't deserve to drop the belt." But something needs to happen. I don't remember where the where the end came out, because eventually you have to lose. And I don't remember if it was like pre-planned that, oh, I'm going to drop the belt. Or if maybe it was a time where like maybe even Devin made that conscious choice of like, all right, I'm just going to half role play. And it was like obvious in the role plays where they just weren't the, you know, like, okay, he's phoning this one in for a reason. I I don't remember how that came out, but I, I, well, I now think we have that's... Devin here to ask if he remembers. <laughs> yeah. I was just, uh, you never, I don't think maybe one time did you kind of message me like, Hey, it'd probably be in the best interest if you gave up one of the bells. I think at one time I literally held if not every belt, all the belt with Candido, not just like all my characters, like this with Candido specifically. Yeah. And I, I know that I, I'm probably, uh, not willingly, but probably just like, no, yeah, you're right. And then we don't have to have like two matches on Raw this week. Um, so I know, I know I pre planned dropping one to Ash to his. Actually, I dropped two to Ash. I, I want to say I dropped one to Chris Jericho. And then I dropped another, I think I. I want to say I dropped cruiserweight to his Mikey Whipwreck, if I remember correctly, but I know I dropped the European to his Chris Jericho at um whatever our December whatever our December card was. I, I remember I did I did that. Uh and I think I got beat for the world I the uh, I'm pretty sure I lost my world title like legitimately. Um but I I I, I know Two of them were uh, two of them. Two of my lesser titles were pre-planned drops because uh, the cruiserweight. I intentionally that was the first major title that I won, so I know and like so it was, it was like, near and dear to me type deal. So I never would want to drop that. Oh, never mind. I dropped that. Yeah, because I dropped the U.S. title too. I can't remember who actually. I think I dropped. You, you were talking about Justin Triple H. I think I gave him the. I just kind of gave him the U.S. title if I remember correctly. Could be wrong with that one though. I'm like 90 percent sure was that. Um, but no, the the cruiserweight title I'd held on to it for so long. I mean, it was over a year. It was some. It was some number I wanted to get to, 
And then after that, I was just like, okay, um, kind of off it. Uh, yeah, I can drop it. Well, I think you held the but, world no, title for a long time too, right? Yeah. See, that's the most thing I want to held the world title for over, over a year. And then the cruiserweight was over a year as well. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think so. I also remember, and uh, there was a thing on our website. It used to tell you how many days, right? Like that was built yeah. in. It used to show how many days that you had. Um, and then I, I could, I'm trying to think. I know that if I went to my profile, I could see all the titles I won, but it wouldn't tell me the, how long I held them, right? That was only in like the title history part. I think so. Sounds right. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad that you won all those titles because it opened the door for me in 2008, I think it was, um, where I won most of the titles. And I think Canyon uh, was women's champion at one point too, motherfucker, but that's okay. <laughs> I think Canyon, I think you even have Canyon as the women's champion at one point, motherfucker. I mean, he could have dressed just, up, you know? Fuck yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, if Santino Morella can do it, Chris Canyon can do it. Come on now. Um, Who better? But yeah, yeah I, I remember winning Money in the Bank at Rus whatever WrestleMania that was. And then the following month at Backlash, um, our world our tag team titles, those they left. So we had the open, vacant tag team titles. Um, so... A bunch of people like we had a twelve man gaunt or twelve team gauntlet to determine the winners, and only three people showed up for it. So that was like a shoe in win, and I ended up winning that with Mick, I believe, as Crash Holly, Cannon and Crash Holly. And then I had the United States title anyway, and I defended it because I think the person no showed or they just did terrible. I don't remember. And then that night, Ash won the world title for the first time in however long, and I cashed in Money in the Bank. Um, and so I left the thing with like three titles. You dick. <laughs> it was, it so was, how, how did you guys do money? What's that, Devin? I said, how did you guys? So you, you said you cashed it in, like, you guys didn't discuss that previous. Like, if you want money in the bank, you just reserve the right to just like say, hey, hey I'm cashing in. Are you gonna lose? If you won Money in the Bank, it was your choice. You could either cash in at any time and win, or you could do the stand-up thing, which is mostly what, like, the faces did. They uh, they would call out somebody, and we they would have a match set up. But similar to WWE, if you got Money in the Bank, you cash that in at the most prime opportunity. AJ said, fuck that motherfucker. I'm taking that title. It wasn't me first. Let's be clear. I mean, sure, I did it, but it wasn't me first. There were other people that cashed it in and right away took the title, and then it just led into a feud. But, yeah, that, that didn't go over the greatest. Yes, I when, when I When I was like in my prime or whatever you want to say like that, like I don't think there was anybody that was more involved than Ash. And, I mean, like, and you, you can like he was writing, he was writing matches for a while. I want to say Ash, like borderline, like I don't want to say took over, but like Ash was like, like I guess like he was saying they'd have like commissioners. I would have assumed like Ash was a commissioner or something. He was doing 
quite a bit of the work. And, <laughs> and I, was there, you know, I gave him quite a few title sh- world title shots, and I don't think he ever – so if – wow, that's wild. That was his first title. If that was his first world title it, shot – It wasn't really, his first. It wasn't his first. It okay. was the first one that he had in a long time. <laughs> Wasn't it? I don't know. That would have been even better. Although I did do that. I did that to, I did that to Aaron, uh, with Snitsky because he finally won the world title, and then I took it away from him with Money in the Bank again. Uh, what the fuck? I mean, it was a great story. <laughs> he just won the title. I might as well take it from him. I mean, how much more do you want? That's fair. That's fair. I will. Oh, it's not just a fair. It's like a fair. <laughs> because as as that's the saying, it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we got this guy up and coming, and he at least tried really hard to make sure we give him an even match. And I'm over here sitting there thinking, like, no, 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 no. I want I want what Triple H did to Booker T and the other two right then. I want to smash him. And then now I'm over here feeling bad a little bit, like, wow, you know, I was kind of a jerk there. I really should have kind of thought about that, took other people's feelings into consideration. And here we got you just going, oh, no, Aaron, who wasn't watching. We all know Thanks, that. Buddy. We all know that KJ was really Chris Canyon Helmsley over here, motherfucker, was hey. Triple H. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> just because it's true doesn't mean you have to say it. Fair. You know? that's, that's also fair. Um, but I do know, so one of the reasons that it, it technically had to be cashed in on Aaron was because we were closing the EFED, um, closing GWF. Um, but my plan was, because my character at that time was a face when he won Money in the Bank, um, and to digress off that for a second, my plan was if I didn't win Money in the Bank, I was going to have Canyon die in the ring, because all my role plays leading up to that was that he was like a broken man, and I was going to have him take a very hard bump off the ladder, and he was going to die in the ring. Like That was going to be the WrestleMania story for Canyon and the end of that character. But then, you know, he won. Um, so then my plan was to do a very long year storyline arc where he uh, says, I'm cashing in at WrestleMania next year. I do not care. Whatever happens, I'm cashing in at Mania. I will not be cashing in and be the face. And then come the Royal Rumble, we were going to need to have, which can't predict it, but I hoped that a face would win the Royal Rumble. So if a face wins the Royal Rumble, there's two faces that now want to challenge for WrestleMania and both have the ability to do it. So we'd have a match at the in-between pay-per-view and I would let them go over and they would beat me. And then what the plan was is that the contract would be extended out for one month and I'd get the next title shot at the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. Um, But what would happen is hopefully the new person, the face that won Royal Rumble would win the world title at WrestleMania. And then Canyon would come out to congratulate them and like kind of show off for what the next main event would be at Backlash, the next pay-per-view. And then Canyon would turn heel for the first time in two and a half years and hit the flatliner and then cash in money in the bank and win the world title at WrestleMania. That was my long arc before we decided we were going to close down GWF. So then I had to pull a fast one and just be like, well, Aaron won the world title. Guess I'm cashing it in. Yeah, fuck that motherfucker. I'm taking this title. That's what I'm hearing. I mean... (laughs) So what year did you close the GWF? 
God. 2016? Is that what it was? Has it been seven years? I'm trying, I'm trying to when Aaron first came in to know he was still around when I was still actively RP. Like, he was around a lot when I was actively RP. Yeah, he, so, he like, was there for here's, so, so here's this pinnacle. He's been, he's, he's been in this Fed for 15 years or whatever. And he finally gets there. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, finally all this time I've been in here. It's it's, it's finally happening. And you're like, uh, no. I so did I, this talking nerdy in the bedroom podcast right now because we're all just going at KJ. And I'm all for it. God damn it. <laughs> oh, uh, I will See, say this is why all my returns failed. He won the title before, just not as Snitsky. So technically, he did have a world title reign just as another character. But finally, as Snitsky, who he was for 15 years, yeah, he finally won the world title, and then I took it away. Listen, you don't even need AC in that room for how cold you're being. You damn right. I'm not being cold <laughs> now. I was being cold then. I've grown <laughs> as a person, guys. Okay. Bullshit. <laughs> so I do have. Oh. I did find because I have hard drives full of treasure troves of GWF history. I have the last database backup I took in 2015, 15. which has the title history. Ooh. So. Uh, looking at the cruiserweight, since we were talking about that, Chris Candido first won it in April of '02. He was then beat in so April 4th of 2002. He beat Landstorm, lost it on April 28th in a looks like a triple threat between Whipwreck and Storm. He lost it to Ash, so Whipwreck became the champion. And then this uh, this sticks out in my head. Mikey and Lance Storm were co-champions. And that was Ash and Joe Weagle. I don't know. That name's come oh, out to me. Joe. That is, was he Buff? Buff, I think. Buff, yes. Buff yeah. Bagwell. Um, so they were co-champions. And then Candido won it in May of 2002. And May 10th. And then held it until May nineteenth of '03. Yeah, and over he lost a year. to Vampiro. Who, was Vampiro Sam, or was that somebody else? I'm gonna find this. I cut off the email. I'll find it. Yeah, uh, and it was because Sam Hamblin. Sam Hamblin. Awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Or Ham Samblin. I, I remember I had Vampiro. I had Vampiro for a little while. I was wondering if I didn't drop that to myself. I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, if, I, if that was Sam, I used to talk to Sam outside of uh, I, I would aim. Actually, Sam created a couple of again, where you post on um, like the boards and everything, like the flash videos. Yeah. Uh, Sam created a couple of those for me. I couldn't figure out how to use them. Um, imagine if I lost that was after I'd held it over he and I had talked and I was probably like yeah. so that was but then you held the world for quite a while too so you won it in June of 2002 and held it until 
February of 03, and you lost it to Ash as Jericho. That makes sense. And I wish he was on here. There was a guy named Chaz. Chaz. He was, um, I remember Chaz. He was... Uh, I remember this was right after I won the title or whatever. There was... Usually, like when we write stuff, if we write stuff and the other person writes stuff and it's close, we just automatically, like in our brains, our own box, we're gonna like our stuff better. And uh, there was one time it was I wanted to let the room, and um, I I read I read his stuff and obviously I wrote mine, so I knew what I wrote, and I was just like, wow, I'd be like, I messed, like I the curse, so I had an a and like, man, congrats. Uh, blah blah blah. Like I, I, I look at your stuff and yeah, I think you got me. And then all of a sudden, like my my aim is just like boom, 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 boom. Like, what is going on? And it's him complaining to me that I beat him. I'm like, dude, I didn't write the match and I make the decision. Like I thought you won. I don't know what else you want from me. But yeah, that was just one time that stuck out in my head that I was just like, oh, I, I lost this one. Part of part of that sounds. So familiar. Uh, like that story, just I don't know why, but I think that's maybe one instance that sticks out to me. Of, and I think you might have both messaged me, and I'm like, huh, well, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what, like, <laughs> what, what do we do now? Have a rematch, like, it's set up for it. Like, I, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> Um, those are the role plays that I always like going against. Uh, like, cause if I know what I put out and then I read somebody else's and I go, God damn it, that is so much better. Um, I've more or less resigned myself to, to winning. I, there's a couple of them I've won where I don't think I should have, but those are the ones that it's clear as day. Cause there are sometimes somebody just has an amazing role play that just sets itself up. And you're just like, it doesn't matter what I write. They've literally set themselves up to win because of what they wrote. So those are the ones I always enjoyed uh, reading. Cause I always, obviously as running it, I had read everything, but I always tried to read my opponents too, just to see kind of like what they put up. And I remember, uh, I think it was our last, I think our last event ended. It was me versus Dave um, for the world title. And I remember reading his and being like, damn, this is going to be close. And then I remember him reading mine and he went, you win. He's like, just no, like with what you wrote, you won. And I, I had the similar experience with him back when we battled for the IC title eight years before that, where I literally read his thing and went, yeah, I've lost. Like there's, there's no beating you as Paul Birchall, the pirate. Cause it was just, it was too damn good. It was fun to read. It was in character. It was all about me and everything I was doing. And I was just like, damn dude, like I, I need to get to that level. Those are the ones I always liked reading, where if you can read somebody else's and you go, I got to step my game up because this is what they're doing. And that's probably for you, Dennis, one of the reasons why it kept escalating is because I'm sure there were dedicated people out there who were just like, okay, yeah, he wrote like 20 lines and that's actually pretty good. And I got to step my game up. So now it's 25 lines and it's more in depth and more in character and more about the opponent. Then it's more, and then it's 25 to 50 to 100 to 50,000 words. Um, and then I'm reading two short stories and trying to decide which short story is better. Like, right. I I don't know. Like, you, you, it's a tie. You all win. We all get cake. Great. 
feel like I'd be more disappointed with that. I don't know. I kind of like the cake idea. So <laughs> just throw Canyon in there. He wins it again. God damn it. <laughs> but I think I talked about this last time. Is you gotta be careful with these sly ideas of and there was one WrestleMania, I think I'm pretty sure it was WrestleMania. And KJ, we talked about this last time, where I think it was Ash and somebody else. And in my head, I played out this thing where, you know, I came down as this President McDermott character came down and screwed him out of the title. But when it was read by other people, that wasn't clear. I was like, oh, well, okay, I'm going to set up some storyline. Like, you both role-played great, but I'm going to set up some storyline thing to, to take us thing. And I didn't run it by anybody, right? Like, I was just like, oh, it's my fed. I'm going to do what I want. Like, but, and I thought it was so clear when I wrote it, but it wasn't. Uh, you know, or at least to anybody, you know, to whoever was reading it at the time. I'm like, no, that's not what I meant to happen. Like, you both role played good, but we're setting up a thing where I'm screwing you, and now you got to chase to get your. It's it's a storyline. You you didn't really lose. You yes, you lost your title, but I'm sorry, it was it was for bigger plans. Crap, I screwed up. Like, I, you, so yes, just throwing somebody. Yeah, just throw somebody else in there. Also a bad idea at times. Unless it's Canyon. We've established oh, okay. this, guys. Canyon could do no, it. Sure. Who better? Nobody. We all understand that. We're all on the same page. The OG John Cena, apparently. God bless. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I, I will say there's been times where I've written matches and you expect it to be go over one way. And then you get messages and you're like, oh, oh we, we got a hand up. Does that mean you expected something and didn't go the way you wanted? I I, no, I just had an idea, which is I would like to see how long Canyon was woman's champion if you still have those records up. He never was woman's champion. Bear was making things up. I don't, I don't buy it for a fucking second. <laughs> but, to be fair, Dennis is probably over there like, hang on, let me just tweak this. Oh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. 365 days as women's champion. One year. A database real, real quick. Hang on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fix it. Run it. Four years. Why was Canyon women's champion for you? <laughs> Sexy he was really good, him. guys. All right. Uh, there was nothing he not couldn't do. This earth anymore. Yeah, it's unreal. I, I, I kept him alive my way. Just, just kept putting him, throwing him in things. Women's match, sure. Cruiserweight title, why not? Tag team title alone, sure. It's easy. Uh, Canyon is like a rash in this database. But I guess uh, for your benefit, I don't see it under the women's title, but it looks like European hardcore. I see King of the Ring, Money in the Bank, past champs, just kind of general, Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble, Tag Team, US, and World. Yeah, I, I, you are I, only missing the women's title, I guess, is what's standing out here. Dennis, I think it's time for us to bring back GWF just so we just can Just for like the, the women's title. Just for fulfill like a week, just to fulfill the one last. That's what I'm saying. Canyita has a nice want. ring to it. It's what the people want. It's, I mean, it's what a person wants. Like, I don't know about people, but... <laughs> I'll fight you. Oh, we got it. See, look at that. Look at that. Amber, um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you do well, but you ain't beating KJ. Nobody's beating KJ. Yeah, especially <laughs> if I'm writing it and determining right. it. I've got this, guys. I think I've got this one in the bag. 
I'm just I'll do Chuck Master versus Canyon, and that'll be that'll be my final thing for the women's title. <laughs> hey, it's 2023. You can do whatever the fuck you That's want. That's true. You know? He can identify any damn way he pleases, guys. All right. Oh, you're damn right. Um, but yeah, it was it was always interesting to uh, try to. I wanted to role play in GWF as we all did um, because of the level of talent that was in GWF and everything that came along with it. But when I started owning it, like I didn't want to give that up because no other EFED really compared to it. Like, how do I go out into these other ones? And I've tried, but they're just, they're not as either as fun or as competitive or they just didn't look that good. And it didn't have the same functionality that GWF had. So trying to like find that balance where I could own while also role play, which is also why we had the results committee um, thing that Dennis designed so people could vote on who won. I will say that I had a lot of people tell me afterwards, um, well, I voted for you because you were the owner and I figured it would be in your good graces. And I was like, well, that's not the point of this. I, I can take the loss. Okay. It's fine. I'll make myself win in a segment later on. It's fine. I can lose a match. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Fuck a match. What do matches matter anyway? It's... Yeah, yeah. I can I can go WWE. Matches don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. Um, Listen, I'm already spending 80 hours a week working on a, a fake federation. I don't care about wins and losses at this point. I can't keep my mind straight. <laughs> right. It's true. So yeah, that was one of those things for me. It was just it was really hard to kind of like give that up or want to because you have the attachment to it. Um, and I know Dennis and I talked about this last time where um, because I got so into GWF, um, so many people had asked Dennis to help or be a commissioner um, and people just kept falling off. Like Sam was it at one point. There was a bunch of other people before Sam and then Ash took over and was doing a lot, but was getting burnt out himself. Um, and then I remember basically writing like every match on like four straight cards to basically like make sure my name is known by Kevin, who is actually Dennis, um, at least in the EFED world. Uh, but trying to make sure that that's like, hey, I'm here, I want to help, I want to do all this stuff. And then it just slowly snowballed into getting like more admin, more admin, and then, oh, look, now I have FTP access and I can do things in the back end. Um, but it took me forever to realize that the conflict that would be there um, like I knew it was there, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Even if I take myself completely out of it and I go, okay, Ash, you decide if I win or lose. If he says I win, everyone would be like, well, he won because of this. And that, that was frustrating. But at a certain point it was just like, okay, this is still fun for me to, to role play. So I'm doing it. I'll deal with the, the backlash of it. I'll try to keep myself away from certain things. But clearly, as we've talked about, I didn't do a very good job of that. I did great staying out of the women's division as Canyon, but everything else is kind of, for, yeah, for now. I might bring it back for one day. I, I can say, like, Dennis, set this up. Um, or just at least send me the graphic of Canyon with a woman's title. That's fine, too. Like, I I'll tote that around. Um, so uh, I don't know if they've heard Dennis, but so I'll ask, um, especially for anybody listening for the first time, what got you into e-fetting? Because I've asked everybody else. Um, I mean, we were all into wrestling. I mean, Bill, Kevin, Bill, Kevin, another couple of friends of ours, all throughout. I mean, I I remember, you know, nineteen eighties, late eighties, early nineties. 
you know, we started watching wrestling and that was a big thing. I remember looking back on it now, how terrible WrestleMania nine was, but at the moment, uh, when Hogan pinned Yokozuna, I remember my uh, Bill's dad getting pissed at us because we, we were yelling so loud that Hogan had pinned Yokozuna. And as kids, that was like the greatest thing happening. And looking back, it was awful, but it was at the time we were happy. Um, so we were always in the wrestling. And then when Bill and Kevin and, and the others were at college, that's when they started the GBF. When they came home, I just kind of became part of it. And I was helping with more of the website stuff because I had been doing that on the side already with, just you know, HTML and things of that nature. Um, and then because I was part of it, of course, I tried role playing. I probably did a handful of characters, you know, from Undertaker to Austin to lesser names. I don't remember, you know, whoever we could, I could get my hands on. Like, yeah, I'll try that this time. And I was terrible. Uh, I was absolutely awful at it. Uh, but then when Bill and Kevin kind of started getting too busy to maintain it, I just started maintaining it. Um, so I actually didn't know much about the outside eFed world. Um, I didn't know too many of the sites until they started contacting me. Um, I was just doing this as, you know, I saw what at the time, what WWF.com looked like or what WCW.com was doing at the time. And I was stealing those ideas blatantly. Like I would, like you said, I would view source, find the JavaScript. I stole the menu from WWF.com, the, the drop down from the top bar. Like I didn't know how to do that. I literally stole it and found a way to reverse engineer it. Um, so that was, that was my part of it was just like, oh, I don't want to, I, I wanted to do the website more than I wanted to, than I honestly cared about the role playing. So that's where the kind of the degree of, I don't know, professional side of it came from was more of, I just wanted it to look cool. Like I just wanted to learn new different things to do in JavaScript and HTML and PHP or whatever the heck our server had. And if that came along to make us look a little better, a little cleaner, then great. And yeah, like I said, when people started contacting me, we ended up having that for a while. There was um, affiliates. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, we would have a page like people want, hey, can we share links? I'm like, sure, I don't care. I didn't I didn't care. If, you know, I never thought people would leave, so I didn't care. Like, if they left, they left. That was whatever. Was, there was more than enough work going around, so cool. Um, we would link out to them. Some of those would last a couple weeks. Some would last a couple months. Every once in a while, I'd have to go to each one to make sure they were still alive and remove the links. Um, every once in a while, like WME would show up and like, Hey, could you do something for our site too? I'm like pretty busy, but what do you want? Like, I'll see what I can do if it's simple, but I can't, I can't make you all the cool stuff that we have. You know, we, the, the whole admin backend system was pretty custom built. And honestly, it was very not secure, but Hey, you know, you learn, um, in, in 2023, I know better, but in the 2000, not so much. Um, so yeah, I didn't know much of the outside world until they came to us. Um, and then even after, you know, we had to go behind the, the login system, um, people were still finding us and asking to share links and that didn't, that didn't slow us down one bit. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to go hunting for eFeds. I heard, 
you know, people would tell me, well, in this other EFED, we're our own people. We make up our own things, you know, our own characters' names. Could we do that here? I'm like, well, that's just not how we are. You know, maybe one day, but, you know, and I, we had plans of like, well, maybe we'll do a spinoff. Maybe we'll have GWF and, and a, a separate name that would be create a character. Um, you know, we, I kind of threw around a ton of ideas. I'm like, I don't have time to run one site, much less two. Uh, you know, if it was a case where like, you know, if you came in and I was still running the site, but you were doing all the admin, you know, for content, maybe that would have been different, you know, okay, well, maybe we can, you know, if there were different people running it, but I was just kind of helping the back end, maybe, but yeah, there was, there was all sorts of ideas, you know, we had ideas like, oh, well, maybe we can start selling merchandise, like we make little t-shirts or hats or something on one of these stupid little stores and make a couple bucks to pay the bills so, um, you know you know like i said make a site for create a character but have it kind of affiliated with us you know so it's the same people you know you know us from this now try us here you know you just run out of time i mean you know full well how long any of the site stuff took i mean she should three days just to do a stupid event and then you're but you're squeezing it into one and a half um so it just kind of it became a community and I, and part of me just didn't want to let it go. Like it was, it was going so well and there were so many people and there was so much to do. Like, Oh, this is just, it's just part of me now. Like I couldn't drop it. Like it just became too much. It was just like, Oh, this is like another, this is like a kid. Like, I, I don't want to lose it. Like, and so I, I went as long as I could. And yeah, I think it went through a couple people first before you, I think I knew a lot of people were asking, like, cause I was like, I, guys, I can't, like, I, I can't physically do this anymore. And I, I forget who, like, I, I think you took it for a while. And then, yeah, then somebody would ask me for the, the creds. I'm like, well, is it dead? Is it still alive? Like, well, I mean, it's still up here. Do what you want. Like, it looks like it's pretty shut down, but if you want to try something, go for it. Like I'm backing everything up just in case you screw it up, but, uh, <laughs> here, have at it. Um, yeah, so I honestly I didn't know anything of eFeds. I came in from the website and you know the the website side, and then just kind of took over the eFed side apparently. And it wasn't by you know it wasn't really we were aiming to be anything. It just kind of happened. Yeah, so I know uh, for me, uh, I got introduced to it by uh, similar to Amber, where there was like a wrestling group on uh i think ours was yahoo messenger and then it snowballed from there into finding little pissant type of efeds that then slowly you start through their affiliates or through word of mouth you start knowing of other efeds and then you start looking around and then trying to find the best one while also slowly improving not only your writing skills, but your HTML skills, and then just making connections to all these places, then they, yeah, it snowballs. Um, I will say, and I think I mentioned this last time, I'm very annoyed that we weren't at the same time, Dennis, just because if you were able to do all the cool shit for the website and I could do all the admin shit for the, everything else, it would have taken a giant load off both of our shoulders and not made us want to murder everybody who kept messaging us. Um, that would have been good, um, but it's similar. Like if, and I think of how much time Ash put into the the site too, and then even Dave when he started helping. So like the four of us 
at the website when we were all like, quote unquote, in our prime would have had that thing probably like humming to the point where none of us felt like we were extremely burnt out. But it just it just came in like a wave where obviously you had all three of you at first. And then basically after like a year or two became just you for the next six years or so, then like other people started to help. And I think Ash did it for like two years or so, like mostly him minus the um, website, um, like graphic updates and things. And then I know, then I took over and it was kind of Ash and I, and then Ash stepped away. And then it was mostly me until, uh, unless I screwed something up really bad. And then I was like, hey, I should email Dennis and be like, hey, so I broke it. Can you fix it? And it was always like, yeah, I've got that backed up. And it's like, oh, thank God, because I don't know what I did and it's not working. And I told you what it was and you're like, oh, I fixed it. And I went, all right, yeah, I should be better at this at this point. Um, but now I'm uh, curious for for everybody, kind of like your crowning moment that you have in your mind for GWF, if you have one. Um, like I know, Devin, you kind of mentioned about like winning the Cruiserweight title for the first time. That was your first title was kind of special to you. But then obviously then holding it the second time for a year. And then you ended up holding the world title for uh, about a year or so too, right? Um, so was there a specific moment that stood out? Was it winning one of them? Was it a specific match or, or what was it? Uh, I don't know if there was a specific moment. It was more so, I would say, like, I noticed, like, a noticeable progression for me from being in, like, oh, well, here, you're in a freeway for the hardcore title, and then just like a little while later being like oh wow you know i used to have to like beg people for title matches and now it's like i mean you need to be a, you need you to go for world title so I imagine some point you guys remember a, a guy named i don't know if that rings a bell with anybody here he was um he was a comer and oh he's gonna be better than you and I believe he qualifies a cruiserweight. So I want to say I gave him cruiserweight. And I to a pay-per-view to face him. Everybody's like, oh, you're ducking him because this, this, and this. Bear in mind, I think I have four titles at this time. And it's like, okay. You know, like, literally there were some cards to where, like I said earlier, okay, I don't know. I would really have two raw matches and a thunder match. And I said, looking you know, how that looks for Dennis, like, how real this guy who's supposed to be wrestling you know, top of town and he's wrestling not only wrestling twice on one night, but then he's wrestling the next the you know, next show too, and he's, you know, defend the world title. But I want to say I, I beat GQ Money twice in the same week. It was more so like, ha ha ha, now you guys kind of have to shut up. So I guess I would get right there. Well, there was, and I just I remember it was in the summer. Because I was almost closed at my parents' house, and so that would be it for me. Beating beating somebody that everybody thought was going to beat me twice in one. Of them. Um. And if you, I can't remember if we ever faced AJ and Canito, but if your moment is beating me, I will throw my laptop out the window. You and I both know KJ won, regardless if it even happened or not. KJ won. All right. So. so 
I will say that I I did face Chris Candido, but it wasn't you. Somebody else tried to pick up the mantle of Candido, and it was bad. Um, but so I that definitely happened, and that was before I took over. Um, but I remember you had left at one point, and then somebody picked him up, and then I remember having a match with Candido, and I was like, oh, this is probably not going to go well for me because he's held all the titles. And I remember demolishing him. And I was just like, how did he win all the titles? This doesn't make any sense. And then I realized afterwards it wasn't the right person. So I like felt really good about myself at one point. It was just like, yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. He held all the titles. I'd do that. And I was like, oh, it's somebody else. Okay. My bad. So, no, that wouldn't be my crowning moment. Um, oh. So what about you, Bear? Do you have any from your uh, from your runs? I think I won the hardcore title once. And I think that was like to me, like, okay, I can retire in peace. And then I kept trying to come back. So I never really retired. But um, I think I won the hardcore title once. And then the tag team titles once with Tom. And I think that was just like a little pity run courtesy of KJ because he's like, okay, Bear keeps fucking coming back. Let's just throw him a bone and then was tom cody rhodes then were you guys doing ted dibiase and cody rhodes it was either that or i think at one point i was colt cabana and he was cm punk okay yep um oh and then we were Miz and morrison we were uh get on our level ghoul i thought that was the coolest name in the fucking world um so yeah just winning titles even though i again they were probably like you know bones thrown at us at that point like all right bear shut the fuck up here's a title but it still resonates with me, you know? No title was ever, at least under me, and it sounds like Dennis the same way, no title was ever just thrown at somebody. It was always, if you won the match, you won the match, then you win the title. If I you, think they no-showed, which was awesome. Well, sometimes that shit happens. Like, if, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how I won my first title in GWF, which was the hardcore title, I think, because they no-showed. And I was just like, damn it, I wanted to like earn it. And then I was also like, well, screw it, I'm a champion now. <laughs> Go me. And now uh, I have every championship because I'm Chris Canyon. Yeah, Got except it. for the women's, but it's coming for that. Um, that's just gonna now gonna be the running joke for this entire podcast. Um, not not that it's not deserved because it clearly is. Uh, all right. So what about you, Amber? Do we have like a crowning moment that sticks out in your head for GWF? Um. So I think I did hold the women's title for a little over a year, maybe. Um, and I was really proud of that because I, I just loved writing as Daphne. She's such a fun character. And I would do this thing where she would be talking to her therapist and her therapist. It was always kind of like up in the air, whether they were a real person or a figment of her imagination. And I really liked playing with that. So that was that was kind of, you know, it, it was really good for my writing at the time. Yeah. I, I So I remember reading your Daphne and it's funny because there was. There was somebody else before you that played Daphne. Um, and I don't remember their name off the top of my head, but I remember being like, God, that's that's big shoes to fill because they were a damn good Daphne and Daphne is a very unique character. Um, and then reading your role plays and I was like, all right, she, uh, I don't necessarily ever want to meet Amber if she's got this mentality in her head because Jesus, she might just start stabbing me and then talk to my dead body and like, and I'm good. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. I, <laughs> I, I really want to be feared and most people are like, you're so nice. <laughs> so like that's the other thing too that I really like about being a heel character. It's just like it's so much more fun. Like, you know, heels always have more fun, I think. Oh yeah. 
Uh, well, you you have more freedom. It's I find it a lot more difficult to play a face. I will say that it does like if you can take a heel and eventually turn them face, it's a little bit easier because you have that history to explain why you were a heel. Because I did that with Canyon a couple times, and I think I did it with um, uh, Eric Young as well. Um, but yeah, if you're able to do that, then you can. But yeah, if you're just playing a straight face without the history there. It's really not an easy thing to do to to make it interesting for people to read. Because how many times can you know you eat your vitamins, say your prayers, and all that stuff? Um, well, I think um, it was it Winter was her name who who came after, and she took on like a different character, and it made my character a face versus hers because she was almost like more awful <laughs> like it's like Daphne's just like kind of messed up whereas her character was just like I don't give a fuck about anybody you know so it was kind of like a an interesting like switch there because you wouldn't think that Daphne would be faced but I mean she has been too in wrestling like in TNA at the time I, she was like kind of on that line that was like before her really big in well I think too for her uh like fans just loved her so it for yeah. her very easy to be like a face just because people are just gonna even if you're crazy people are gonna cheer for you i know oh i've already forgotten her name she's in WWE or was in WWE currently uh they made her a superhero for a little bit and it was awful damn it what is her name oh alexa bliss no no, no. Alexa bliss the the one that was alexa bliss what's that nikki cross saying nikki cross i think I still didn't hear yeah, you. Nikki yes, yes, Nikki Cross. Thank you. Um, she played a very, uh, like, to me, it reminds me of Daphne and that craziness. And people just ate that shit up. And so even when she was trying to be a heel with the Eric Young stable in NXT, like, people just cheered her because she was fun to watch. Um, yeah. And Daphne, I feel like, was one of those characters, too. So definitely could be a face, but, yeah, more interesting as a heel. Um, so what about you, Dennis? Did you have any like crowning, crowning moments from, I know not so much for role-playing, but in the sense of watching the EFED itself grow? Oh, and he shared a file. I don't know if, is it? I think that might be, I think what I just shared might be my crowning moment. That, Um, oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, I told you I have a treasure trove of GWF archive stuff, and that that would be a GWF original. Um, we should make that is... into an NFT. I think is that what the kids say today? Oh, uh, um, that a thing? Um, that that's just not nice, man. <laughs> there you go. Now it's my background. There we go. We got we got Canyon there. Yeah, oh holy title. shit! That's the women's title, isn't that it? Is God, the title. It's in the, if you look in the chat, the whole picture is there. I, oh I have, my word! I have all the original, uh, all the templates, the, all the templates with the names and the titles uh, and everything. Yeah, that's awesome in the worst way, bitch. That's awesome in the worst way. <laughs> so you're welcome. Um, yep. I'm just gonna I rock it. it the rest of the I time. <laughs> Oh, actually, that reminds me. Um, I do remember there was, oh man, like for me, 
there were a couple times where everything was clicking and from a activity point from like a like members as far as like role plays um and then also the website like some kind of like promo build i can remember a couple times when some of the promos just kind of worked and either i did it like a couple times i did an actual video like build um sometimes they were flash based sometimes they were video based but like we're all of it came together and usually it was uh, oh usually it was wrestlemania because that was when like okay all the ideas i've been saving we're gonna here we go like this is this is the card i'm gonna try and do something cool so we did you know i i can remember a couple of the wrestlemanias where there was not only like 15 matches but we had some kind of video builds. You, you know, obviously we, we tried to do that for most pay-per-views, but it didn't always happen. But you made it happen for WrestleMania. So you get that, you go to the WrestleMania page and you have a separate page for the video intro. Then you get clicked to the, the results. And in the results was maybe another animated banner of something else going. And you have maybe the theme playing in the background for the event or something. That was, I don't remember if it was anyone in particular, like, you know, if it was four, five, or six. Uh, I, I remember I was really keen on the WrestleMania six design because I just went right to, you know, 666. I'm like, okay, we're going to go, we're going to roll with this. And it's just going to be kind of this evil and dark WrestleMania instead of the pomp and circumstance that uh, WrestleMania is normally like, we're just going to go kind of one of the theme events like more like an armageddon or something where it's like yep we're going weird with this one but it just worked um and i think we did one that was like from the gwf arena but you know in, in buffalo and it was like again it just all comes together and i don't know if i had one moment like that because i i think it was just trying to one-up myself every year it was like wow I, that was cool what am i gonna do this year like, oh man, like I am, again, I, I couldn't use all my ideas throughout the year. So I had to save something. And I think that for me was just trying to get to, and I think other people looked forward to th that stuff too. Cause you know, it, there was, you could feel it in the matches. You could kind of get a sense of people were waiting to see, like they wanted to be in one of the videos, like, <laughs> and, and at that time, the early 2000s going through what was YouTube or Kazaa or whatever and trying to find through whatever file sharing clip, clips of some guy, you know, okay, look for clips of Mikey Whipwreck um, in video form in, you know, early 2000. Like, it's pretty slim. A couple times I had to buy a DVD and rip some stuff and like, well, let's see how this is going to work. And bringing that together, like, okay that was pretty cool. Like the music worked and the, the video worked and it was a very generic promo, but for something like a, for an EFAD, it was just like, this is, this is cool. Like, I, I think we're on par with whatever I'm seeing on TV, honestly. So sweet. Um, so that was, that was it. I don't think there's, I can't say that there's like one, like, Oh, this was cool. I loved doing the Armageddon stuff. Cause that was just fun. Uh, just 
the you know whatever random glyphs and you know the flames and the music and all that it's like okay this you know the videos with the atomic bombs and stuff it's like this just this just wrote itself honestly this and it's just so easy to put together but it was just so fun but the WrestleManias were another one where it was just like all right how do we do okay let's try and do I know uh, for a while mid two thousands WWE was doing the the animated guys right so they you know they they then they'd freeze right and then they get the side by side but they they'd all do something like they turn around or they do a pose or something and then they would freeze and they had the match graphic and we're like I wonder if we can do that I'm trying to do you know not to that degree because obviously I don't have video of all the guys doing something dumb but. Like, okay, here's a picture of this with a name, and here's another picture of the guy with a name, and bring it together, and like, hey, this kind of works. It's a lot of work for one match. Now, I got to do this 15 times, but it's like, all right, this was pretty cool. Like, for a, one, for a WrestleMania, this might be worth it. So that, to me, was just trying to one-up. And, you know, it, it, we, we did hit a peak for there for a while. You know, people obviously showed up around WrestleMania, and then, People dip away, and they come back at WrestleMania, and they dip away again. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. I can't say I I didn't win titles. I didn't role play enough. You didn't just want to throw yourself in there, like you could have done it. Listen, I I did as the McDermott character. Uh, I tried, and it failed miserably. So uh, I learned my, my lesson. <laughs> I haven't. Um, <laughs> So for me, I have a few, uh, one of them being like when I took over, there was one pay-per-view. I don't know if it was WrestleMania or another one where I think we had eight or 10 matches on the card and every single person showed up and like, didn't just half-ass it. So that was, even though it wasn't me, it just felt like a good thing to have. Cause that's really what you want for every pay-per-view. If you're going to put the work in for the results and updates and everything else, you want it for people that appreciate it. And usually you show your appreciation by taking the time to role play and spend the time trying to beat your opponent. Um, so that was one for me where I was like, holy shit, everybody actually showed up for this. Um, another one were just some ideas that we had. Um, I loved running ideas with Ash, even though we clashed a bunch with different uh, opinions on things. But I felt like that also made our stories better. Um, because eventually we'll come up with something that works. But there was one that we did um, for the entire EFED when we were running it, uh, which was, I think it was called Lead to Survive. I think, Bear, you were involved with it with Tom, with um, you four different captains, so to speak, have to pick their teammates. And where the idea is that there's going to be like a 16-man tag at a pay-per-view and the winning team gets uh, like a title shot or gets put into the elimination chamber for a title shot the following month. And we ended up then pulling the rug on that. And the, whoever the team captain picked for their people for their team, that actually was a fatal four-way match. So anybody that you thought was your partner, wasn't your partner is now your opponent. I love that because it caught everybody by surprise um, and I got a lot of messages of people being like, what the fuck? Like, why did you do this? I, I literally picked him because we're friends and we want to be on the team and try to go after the title together. And I was like, eh, it's kind of fun. Um, I think Tom picked me because I'm his friend. And then he just an absolutely annihilated me. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, this was not part of the plan. KJ, what the fuck? Uh, 
So, yeah, I like the the storyline things. And I also, I loved when certain people, similar to like Ash and Dave um, and some other ones throughout the years, long-term storytelling um, was, sometimes could be amazing in an EFED if you had the people that stuck around for it. Um, just being able to see their character development throughout the whole thing, similar to what you guys had mentioned about, um, especially Devin, like seeing yourself, okay, it was hard enough to get a match or even be taken uh, seriously. And then you want a title and then you started being the person that other people were messaging. And then you want another title. Like you get to see that progression for a lot of these people that joined up as long as they stuck around where you saw even Aaron. Uh, I know I took the title from him, but for like 15 years, seeing his work in as like Snitsky, where it at most, at most, on baseline, his role plays were average at Snitsky. He had a better character. That's the one he won the world title with. He just was able to get in that character's head, but he couldn't get off the Snitsky thing. So seeing him take that character in a different direction eventually and seeing him, I mean, granted, I ruined it, but seeing him win the world title and deserve to win the world title like was a good moment that I ruined because I'm a dick. Um, but like just seeing that from his from that perspective uh he also joined an old efed of mine wdw and he was eddie guerrero and he ended up being at wrestlemania and winning a triple threat and it was probably the best role play i think i've ever read from him and it was just at a wrestlemania where you just that's where you pull out all the stops anyway um for career-wise in GWF, I, I mean, we've already talked about how many titles I've won. I mean, that's that's the crowning achievement, let's be clear. Now I've got a new title, as everybody can see. So now that's the new one. Like, that's fine. I'm sure there's got to be a term for that where you win everything. Because I think... I mean, <laughs> She's got the actual title. Oh, she does have the title. All and right. it says GWF on it. Apparently I'm fucking headed to New York. Let's you do already it. lost it. What the <laughs> <laughs> you said you were afraid of me and i think that was a good idea <laughs> i mean I'm just saying. um bear seen it i've got the i've got the rock title i've got the austin title i'll put those on the line that's fine i'll take that woman's title it's fine <laughs> not this <laughs> um so yeah th those were always uh, fun, especially from the the standpoint of looking from the owner perspective, similar to Dennis, of seeing like everybody get excited for things, um, which seemed to be easier for Dennis because it was way more people that were in the EFED at that point, and he was so much better at updating things or putting out new stuff. And for me, it was always, how the fuck do I do this, and who can I rip this off from, or who can I farm this out to that might know what the hell they're doing. Um, but yeah, those were always good when there was just so much engagement. It's one of the reasons why, I mean, we're, we were all like-minded people. We liked wrestling. So being able to have like the out of character board or the OOC board and just shoot the shit with people or get on instant messenger and talk about the latest wrestling event or talk about the e-feds or talk about random stuff was, I, I like that part of it. That's, I think probably the part I missed the most is just shooting the shit with people that, um, like every day about efeds because at least for me for a long time gwf was every day like lived it breathed it slept it um dennis knows and like two in the morning being like i need to go to bed because i gotta get up at six but i really gotta get done this role play or this match or i gotta do this update i don't want to keep everybody waiting 
And then it's like, ah, you know, I don't need sleep. It's fine. I'll just go to work with like no sleep. I'll, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, but yeah, GWF was life. So it was all consuming for a while. But, so there was stress that came with that, but there was also the the fun that came with that and the the friendships that you make and just shoot the shit with people. Um, that That's definitely missed in that sense. I don't necessarily, I, I don't know. I, I got to ask this question. Amber, do you still role play or is that dead in the water? Uh, yeah, I haven't done it in many years. Uh, I tried actually another EFED after the fact, um, and it wasn't the same. They, honestly, it was like a little frustrating. They would spend so many time, so much time putting as many photos of the person just like entering the ring or like, here's another photo of somebody doing something that looks like it might be part of this match. And it was just like, it would take forever for the page to load. And it was just frustrating. It's like, you don't really need all of the, those kinds of bells and whistles when you have the attention to detail that GWF had, you know, like we had a unique style. You didn't, it, we had great graphics, but you didn't need an overbearing amount of it, you know? Or if you did, as Dennis mentioned, like you save it, you save it for the WrestleMania, you save it for something special so that it's not so encumbersome. I I know exactly. There's so many events out there. Uh, WME was one of them too, that love to put their pictures on there. And yeah, an entrance would be 12 pictures. And you're like, but how does that, one picture would be fine. Like, why do we need 12? I don't need to see them walking literally halfway out the curtain and then walking fully out the curtain and then taking a step down the ramp. And it's like, okay, you guys are just adding too much. Like, it feels like you're trying to make me not look at the match that you've written because you're trying to distract me with the pictures. And now, to be fair, pictures are distracting. Um, I'll get distracted very easy, especially if I see something shiny. What about you, Bear? Something shiny. Not about shiny. About yeah. the question I asked. No, so I tried uh, about two years ago, and then I realized having a kid makes any time on a computer pretty difficult. Well, having kid, one kid, one I don't want anymore. They're, they all suck. But um, I tried a couple years ago. Um, I, I know showed that too. Then they called me out on it, saying like, "Oh, you're still the same old bear." I'm like, "I, I guess so," but whatever. Um, it doesn't, that doesn't mean I don't want to try again because I think it'd be fun. But again, being 31 now, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I should do this anymore, but it'd be fun to like maybe a GWF reunion 2.0. If, uh, if, if Dennis wants to bring that website back, I would be, he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, he should. I don't he like should. Jesus Christ. Now I'll sell him five bucks. That's all I got in my bank account. So. It's actually going to pay this time. Sell. <laughs> yes. Or cash app. I have cash app as well. So. Uh, Dennis, five dollars to let me beat Canyon for the women's title. Hey now, hey now, hey now. <laughs> New graphic coming of Daphne with the women's title and Canyon losing. You guys are just mean people. Um, <laughs> what about you, Devin? Uh, are you still into the role play thing, or is that dead in the water? Gosh. Uh, can't remember the last time I even thought oh, I I was almost asked rumble. I think the last like this for a while was 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 trying to do that around that time. 
and maybe when we're playing, you might ask to be able to come back. Uh, I try, but it's just, I mean, something what we was saying, like, I have stuff to do. And I can't, and the point is, is like, as long as my RPs might have been, they really didn't take me, like, it's not like four hours. The day, two days, or a couple days leading up to what I was going to do, and I always had bullet points in my head and right out. But even then, just like sitting here thinking, like, oh, you know, do I have an extra two hours to do an RP around the end? I, I haven't RP'd in a real, real long time. Like, we're talking, like, you remember when you might have messaged me, and I don't even think it was even on Facebook, so like, like a while ago, and that was nine years maybe yeah i think for yeah i think i messaged because I, I was trying to get you back for the last event that we had SummerSlam of 2000 and probably five i think if dennis last backed it up in 2000 or 2015 not 2005 um if that's the last time he backed it up i think that summer was our last event for SummerSlam, and i tried to get back like everybody um God, who's Randy Orton? Was it Jack? Jack O'Donnell or Jack? Does that sound right, Dennis? Jack Donnelly, something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tried to get him back as Randy Orton, um, potentially even have a Randy Orton versus Randy Orton because some other person, Kevin something was Randy Orton, um, just to have the, uh, him come back. And I, yeah, I reached out to everybody I could to like do one final event of a GWF send-off. Um, but a lot of people very similar are like, yeah, I just, that's not in my cards right now. I, I've got a life. I've got a role. I, I don't really have time to role play. I used to spend a lot of time doing it. Um, I know for myself, I think right after GWF, I was talked into joining one and I instantly regretted it. And I was just like, yeah, that's, it's not going to work. It's not the same. And I'm just done. Um, and I think, Dennis, like, I think the last EFED things that you did um, was just GWF related, right? Or are you, are you randomly out there still helping EFEDs? Nope. Uh, that's that. I only helped them while I was doing GWF. And then after that, that was it. I pretty much just walked away. Yeah. And I know there was, and I don't know if Devin or Bear or Amber ever watched it, but there was a video that Dennis did on YouTube for the last event where he that's where he announced that he had basically been playing Kevin McDermott in the EFED world and then he starts started talking about like all the other stuff about GWF the like behind the secrets thing um which was always very interesting to listen to especially if for me owning it too and him expressing like some frustrations towards everything and being like oh I can relate to every single thing that he's talking about now um so, yeah, I don't foresee, um, even though I think it would be fun to try to get everybody back together for, like, a one-time thing, I don't see it happening. I think we're all moved on in our lives. I think it's kind of one of those things to look back at fondly and go, that was a lot of fun during that time. Especially uh, for me, I ended up writing, like, more or less, like, a self-memoir type of book um, about my life and then including GWF in it as well. And literally the second that I finished writing that book, I didn't, I've never had the urge again to role play at all. Like it was very cathartic to just like write it all out. 
and explain some stuff, even just for myself in my own mind. And then since like I finished writing the book, I was just like, yeah, I'm good. Like this isn't something like I, I love looking back at the memories. I love this. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it. of just talking and shooting the shit and remembering some of the times that we had and making jokes. But yeah, I think that's, I, I think at a certain point, if you're still doing it and you love it, have at it. If you're going to half-ass it, why are you doing it? Um, and then, then at a certain point, I don't want to say grow up because if I was still in the mood to role play or do the things, I think that I would, and I'm not going to make fun of anybody else for doing it. Cause I know there are you, what else did you make? I don't know what you're talking about. It's loading and oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, you're a good person, Dennis. <laughs> Every, but everybody goes home happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for me, it's it's dead and buried. Um, I think for Dennis, probably it would be too. I might, if if I wanted to, I might be able to talk Dennis into like doing something. Um, be like, hey, how how would we do this, that, or the other? But there would have to be so much energy put into something and then to have the commitment from everybody. I don't know how places do like an actual reunion of people like an old wrestling, uh, an old actual wrestling promotion that would do a reunion. That just seems like a lot of time and effort. Like There's usually money involved to those people to get them to fair. show up. That's I am oh, paying yeah, no one. No one. <laughs> Well, I owe Dennis $5 for that last graphic, but otherwise. <laughs> Tell him checks in the mail. It's fine. It's going to, it's, it's pretty sure it's Canada. So it's probably going to get stopped at the border. It can't cross over. And then, then you got to convert it to Canadian money, which is monopoly it's money. It's way more. But it's, it's, so five bucks American is like that. That'll buy me a steak dinner if you're right. <laughs> way to show off. And you have free health care. This is bullshit. <laughs> Uh, all right. So I wanted to see, uh, before we moved on to WWE, um, if you guys had any, um, funny moments within GWF, either with another member or just yourself. Um, and I know that I'm putting people on the spot. I probably should have put out questions beforehand, but eh, I, I'd rather have it just, you know, off the cuff and your answer can be no. Because um, I've already talked about some of the funny stuff that has happened. So I'm just wondering if anything has stuck with you guys that just makes you, even like if you randomly think back at a time of GWF that still makes you like crack a smile or laugh. Um, we'll start with Amber because she's on my screen currently. I think uh, I think Jess and I did a Gold Dust and Stardust role play that was extremely like incestual and weird. And that one I was pretty proud of by just how uncomfortable it made me even to read it. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was up there. Uh, I didn't appreciate reading that, just so you know. Um, <laughs> or <laughs> did I? <laughs> there was definitely something where we were putting on makeup in the bathroom. And, like it was... It, we wrote it so that it sounded like they were masturbating together <laughs> and like, oh, you did it. You like it. it was just so funny. And we were cracking up as we were writing it. And then like I reread it and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so bad. In, in this instance, I hope Chris Canyon won that match. 
Oh, he did. In more ways than one. Oh, you son of a bitch. Not much. <laughs> what about you, Bear? Any funny moments or things that come to mind when thinking about GWF? Funny moment-wise, I don't think so. I just remember, like I said, being a part of the EFED community and being a part of literally every EFED and, yes, no-showing and all that stuff. Like I, I know for a fact GWF was way ahead of its time with the rankings, with the roster page, with how the champions were laid out and everything like that. Um, I held every other EFED to that standard, and I'm like, mm, this sucks. And then I get to GWF and be like, mm, I suck. So, you know, it's one of those things where, damn, like I probably should have given a little more effort, but – Funny moment wise, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it was definitely like a, it was one of those places where it's like, damn, I'm here, like this is awesome, but holy hell, I actually suck. So, yeah, Dennis definitely things. ruined other efeds. That's, that's he what did. I'm he did. Which is a proud thing. of that. Like that's a good thing, but it also like it did suck. Like if any time GWF had a moment where I wanted to go somewhere else or after it closed, especially, um, it was just like yeah. There's nothing else that's going to compare to this, so... I think some dude beat me as Matt Murphy, and I'm like, who the fuck is Matt Murphy? That would be Ash. And that's Ash. Yeah, and I'm like... <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to write a roleplay as, like, whoever the fuck, and I'm like, what, what do I write? Who, who uh, is that's this? fair. I don't know what to do. Yeah, and he's like Ash, a playboy Ash or he's some all random, that. Random characters. Like, shit. Yeah, Whipwreck, Stevie Richards, Matt Murphy, Bray Wyatt. But he whooped my ass, so I couldn't even deny it. I'm like, you know what? Have a whatever. A Ash could write when he wanted to write. He was on. Ash could write. Uh, what about you, Devin? Any any funny moments or, or GRF memories to share? Waking this dude thinks I like I thought I liked this or I was into it. Yeah. He had me he had me when W started using and the coming out like more Wrong shit like that. They were they were shut down for a contract. I think because I was doing a Paul Hankin twenty years ago. Yeah, about it. And Dennis, uh, for you, like any funny moments or moments that stand out. I remember when somebody almost figured it out that there was no Kevin at that point in time. Um, we had, it, it was kind of like that evolve, like with the role play boards, we, you know, we, we kind of started figuring out somebody had a different character, maybe like more characters than they should. Right. So we started putting the IP addresses on the posts of your role plays. And then people started to say, well, hey, his IP matches that IP. And it was like, damn, you guys are too smart. Hang on. Um, so I had to spin it of like, oh, no, we're, you know, usually we're connected to the same router. So, you know, I log out and then Kevin logs in and does this. So, yeah, we're sometimes we're in the, we come from the same location. Uh, don't worry about it. But 
for a few for a little while there, people were kind of like, I they don't know if they're two different people. Like I think they, hey, I think you two people are coming from the same spot. What what's up with that? Um, Did you turn off that feature? Because I thought that was only an admin feature that you could see. The I think that's when it became an admin feature. Okay. Uh, because um, I could. Uh, <laughs> you guys don't need to be seeing this. Right, wait, wait, maybe I should take this away. Maybe that was a little <laughs> too obvious, huh? Um, oops. Uh, yeah, that I I do remember that, and I, I had to walk that one back, and then I was like, oh, well, okay, well, all right, let's 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 tone it down a little bit, and I think that's when like. I, I stopped posting under the webmaster account for a little while. Like, I was like, okay, I can still log in and do things, but I'm not going to post. Like, every once in a while, I'll post just to say, ah, look, guys, still here, guys. But um, I then I just kind of switched more to the, the president login. Uh, so, yeah, I've already explained some of the funny moments, but the other thing that I just thought of, because you were talking about IP addresses, I remember that we used to be able to ban IP addresses and mostly did that because if someone was just causing havoc on the OOC boards or if people were stealing role plays. And I remember having to ban three people. There's one that I remember specifically. I think his name was, was it Jason. I don't know. I think it was like a J name and him literally just stealing other people's role plays from other feds and then just reusing his own role play over and over again in every single federation um, to the point where I got a little bit petty because he kept denying it that I went and followed him. That sounds really stalkerish. I follow, I found out what e, e other efed he was in and I waited until he posted a role play. And then I messaged their owner. I was like, this and this are the exact same. And then like sent him a bunch of examples to the point where he didn't kick him out of the Fed, but he made him lose. And he clearly should have won if that role play was legit. It's a good role play. And he definitely beat his opponent. Um, but because it was, he used that same role play like seven times or it was stolen from somewhere else, um, he he just made him lose the match. And then he went on this giant tirade on their OOC board, which then the owner responded to that had like all of my receipts, so to speak, of like, well, this role play is this role play, and this role play is this role play, and this role play is this role play, and that's why you lost. Um, so I, I got a little bit petty on that one. But I mean, I, I was probably just in character with Canyon. Like, it's fine. He's petty. We're we're good. Um, I, I think we talked about this last month, or last month, whenever we talked last, is that a lot of those features you saw of, like, banning IPs and tracking all the stuff behind the scenes that maybe most other people haven't seen of what you had access to, you know, of IP addresses and emails and trying to compare things like that, that, um, go to hell, Amber. <laughs> um, hell yeah. A lot of that stuff was built out of the necessity of things like that, where somebody was just, all right, you are not here to role play. You're just causing havoc. All right. I'll find a way to block you in some form or fashion or, Yep, I think you're doing something kind of odd. We're going to track you. I'll find a way to track you. Like, okay, what are you doing? And, you know, that was, and I think that was part of the, um, where we started offering that hosting because we had enough space. So I said, hey, well, if I can get people to sign up for hosting and they host a role plays here, 
then technically I have that data so I could download it and compare if I had to. It was, it was kind of cheap, but also like, okay, if I can, if I can find a way to track more data, then I'm going to do it. And I mean, I guess that's the Google way now, right? To yep. track everything, but, uh, you know. Um, and I don't think Amber or Bear knew until right before this podcast that you had gotten the WWE letter or WWF letter, the cease and desist letter, which is one of the reasons why we had the login thing. And yep. I forgot if I asked you last time, um, do you still have the letter or is the letter gone? I don't know. I swear I have it somewhere, but that might be like 10 email addresses ago. I don't know. Um, I can picture the letter in my mind. And I remember reading it. I'm like, well, now what? And I mean, because it, it looks it looks very official. And I'm like, oh, this, I mean, it's coming from them. Like, it's got to be a thing. I'm like, okay. And I think we only closed for maybe two weeks. Um, and I rigged in some kind of log. And so I'm like, this will keep them out. If they want to find their way in, good luck to them. So I found a way to keep them out. The other thing that I don't know if I've ever told anybody else is that um GWF used to be an old federation might still have some connections you know in the, to some currently or some day and age somebody did at one point said hey I have this trademark I want you to stop using it I'm like that's cool um one good luck uh because uh, we don't charge any money for this site so you ain't getting shit two I you could go on like the U.S. patent trademark thing and look up the trademark, and it was expired. I'm like, I look at the trademark office website; it says your trademark's expired. So, also, goodbye. Uh, so that was one that I, I that one I brushed away because that was later in the GWF years, um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm too cocky for this now. Like, I don't. Good luck. Just come try to get me. Like, so that was that was the other thing. So we did get hit by WF. And um, and then who some somebody from the GWF real GWF passed. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So we're gonna move away from GWF now. Although I I could probably talk about it for hours just because it's it's a good memory to look back on and talk about, especially with people that were there that dealt with the same stuff, whether it's from the role playing side or the owning side or both along with just uh, everything that comes along with it. Um, and I love the stories and remembering some of the stuff that people have mentioned of uh, being like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, and thanks again for that role play, Amber. Um, so let's move on to WWE and SummerSlam as we head towards the end of this podcast. Um, so I, I'm curious. I know, uh, Dennis, you and I talked last uh, March, April about WrestleMania, and then you and I emailed afterwards just kind of giving our opinions on it. Have you kept up with the product since WrestleMania, or has it kind of been like, eh? I would, I would edge more toward the eh. Um, I, I, I can't say that I've watched. I've, I've probably seen maybe two Raws since Raws way too long for me to invest in uh, three hours is too much. You, you have my attention for about an hour and I'm gone. Um, and especially I hit a commercial, I'm done. Like, uh, <laughs> what else is on? Um, and then same thing with SmackDown. Usually it's just, by the time Friday nights come, I'm either, sometimes I have to work uh, to do some overnight 
systems work or I'm so burnt from the week that I completely forget SmackDown's on and maybe I'll I'll catch some updates on Twitter as they go by or X or whatever it is called now. Um, that's about what I see. I Again, I kind of have a half of clue of some major storylines going on, but I probably don't know most of the names of somebody who's not in the topper part of the card. And Bear, I'm pretty sure you, you're still watching on like a weekly basis. I keep up more so on X or Twitter or whatever they call it now, but um, like like Dennis said, three hours is so bleeping long. Um, but I keep up with everything. Like and anytime, whatever happens on Raw the next morning, I'm watching a YouTube recap, so I'm kind of like in the know of like what's going on. But um, I don't watch it as frequently frequently as I used to. But big into AEW. Um, I'll watch Collision. That's only two hours on Saturdays, and I don't do anything on my Saturday nights, so it's okay. But I try to keep up with a little bit of everything. And Amber? You're muted, Amber. The first, oh, you're muted of the night. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, damn it. I'm looking at it in full screen, that stupid background. Stupid? You mean uh, genius? Uh, <laughs> we Chris both know the, bud, the other way. Uh-uh. No, I think Dennis nailed it. Um, I've been watching as much. I did go to a wrestling show that was like a local one recently, which was really fun um, because I went with my friend Fiona, who'd never been to a wrestling show, and she was just phenomenal to go with because she'd be like, you're hurting him. And it was just so funny, um, like watching it with people who just like really get into it. And these kids were running around and they were so excited and um, so I really, I, I enjoyed that kind of stuff. I still love wrestling. I've been re-watching Glow again. I wish they'd bring that back. That's a um, good show. Yeah, it's it's really, it's great. And for a little while, I don't know if you know, I was training to be a wrestler and then that gym shut down. So that okay. was kind of cool. <laughs> it was kind of a cool experience to like, like I took bumps and like the back of my neck from the whiplash effect was like so messed up that I had to like put my hands behind my neck to like lay down. So uh, I would still do it again, but I'm getting old now, <laughs> so I have to be careful. I think I've rolled my ankle like three times to the point where I just get nauseous now if I even think I did. So, you know, um, but, you know, I'll, I'll always love wrestling. If I can catch it, I'll catch it. But I also don't really like giving the McMahons money, especially after all their forays into politics. Understandable. And Devin, do you... Uh... Are you do you still watch any wrestling at all or keep up on it in any fashion? <laughs> uh yeah. It's one of the core. So yeah, I just I actually mean I just watched NXT today. Um but yeah, I mean I record and I just like, fast forward through it. Um big on what they're doing with blood, with the bloodline and some of the stuff on Raw. But uh yes to watch not not nearly as bad as I used to be by any means. Like I'll three hour show I'm probably gonna watch forty five minutes on max and it'll be like as I'm laying down going to bed like I used to be like you know at its peak oh crap it's eight o'clock you know I gotta sit down and watch it'll just be like oh, Oh, wait, I lost my last time to me because 
review coming up. I mean, let me catch real quick. Yeah, it's funny that we're all like in the same vein of, uh, well, if it's on, like maybe I'll catch a few minutes of it or I'll catch a recap or I'll read something about it on, on Twitter slash X or on some other fashion of being able to catch up on what's going on without actually watching the full product. Cause I, that that's all of us right now. Cause I do the same thing. Like I, except for their premium live events, uh, like I usually try to watch some of those. Um, Cause usually that's where you get the best of everything. Um, but I hardly ever watch raw or SmackDown. The only type of raw I watch is if they're like, the one after WrestleMania, even though this last one sucked. Um, like, I oh, try to do that because usually that's supposed to be, like, the big one. Um, but ever since they started, like, playing into that more, it started to suck more. Um, especially when they started talking about, like, the crowd at the day after WrestleMania is always crazy. And they're always cheering the good uh, cheering the bad guys and booing the good guys. And I'm like, okay. Like, we're, why are we leaning this far into it? And it's just not fun. Um, but I do, I have kept up on some stuff similar to, as, as Devin mentioned, with like the Bloodline stuff, because that's been a very interesting story that has been going on now for like two years. Um, and especially as I was a person that wasn't overly sold on uh, Roman Reigns. Like, I loved him in The Shield. Um, but then when they just started shoving him down our throats and winning all these things it was just it didn't feel authentic it didn't feel natural and then to watch the bloodline character the tribal chief like grow into what he is it's just like holy shit like they were doing this stuff and it's not necessarily the fact that he's a heel um although that definitely helps uh it's just he's he's more comfortable in his skin cuts such a better promo um sometimes doesn't even need to cut a promo just says acknowledge me and the crowd goes bonkers um and he's just got this way of like getting everybody to go with him and his matches his matches have never been bad but since being the tribal chief um like the match against Jey Uso last year the Cody Rhodes match at WrestleMania the Sammy fucking Zayn match at Elimination Chamber um those were all just top notch matches um so i i'm curious we're going to start I guess we'll, I want to get to that one at the end because that one's obviously the most important match. Um, but is there, I'm just wondering, is there any match at SummerSlam that's this coming, or it's actually next weekend, um, but when this actually airs, our podcast, it'll be uh, the following Saturday. Do you guys have a match that you're potentially excited for, or is it just the Tribal Chief match? I'll start with uh, Bear. The Tribal Chief stuff has been like, some of the most captivating TV that WWE has done. Um, right now, though, I'm really interested in what the Judgment Day is doing because Dirty Dom, Dirty Dominic Mysterio, has no business being as entertaining as he is. Um, the pairing with Rhea Ripley makes no sense as to how good it is. It, that's an EFED pairing just right there. And it's it's one of those pairings that shouldn't work but just does. Um Damian Priest having the Money in the Bank briefcase kind of adds a cool dynamic to it. And Finn Balor coming for revenge after, you know, never technically losing the Universal Championship. He had to vacate it. There's a lot of cool factors in that storyline as well. I could totally see Finn Balor winning the World Heavyweight Championship over Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins, sorry. And that's one match that I'm personally, I personally can't wait for. 
because again, there's so many different moving parts to it. Like with Priest having the briefcase, Finn going for the title, Dirty Dom being Dirty Dom, and then NXT North American Champion, which is fucking awesome. I can see all of them ha- having gold at one point. So that's one match that I'm in particular. Besides Jake Paul versus uh Rick or Jake Paul, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. That Logan do- Paul sucks as a human being, but boy, is he a good fucking wrestler. Yeah, that he he's able to do stuff, and mostly just because he trains for one match at a time, which is fine. Yeah. If you're going to yeah. be spectacle, fine. Um, but yeah, that should be just fun to watch. It probably won't be a great wrestling match, but it'll be a yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, as for Dirty Dom, there isn't a better character for a heel right now in pro wrestling, besides for you know Tribal Chief. But he's more again, he's heel, but he's also kind of a face because the crowd likes him. Um, but there's not a better heel in the business right now. And to especially because Rey Mysterio was probably the most beloved character in all of wrestling for 30 years, um, who's always a face. Hardly anybody has anything bad to say about him. And then to take his son, who everybody was, you know, soured on pretty quick with being a face, to now doing everything he can. Like, he doesn't even have to say anything. He just comes out there. And all the Eddie Guerrero stuff, and people just eat that shit up of booing. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Bear. Like that, they caught fire with that, and I'm glad they're running with it rather than dousing it with water, which is usually what they do. Yeah. Um, what about you, Amber? Anything that you're looking forward to? Um, I actually, again, I've, I've been kind of out of it, but it's interesting hearing you guys say that because, like, during that whole thing, like, right after Eddie passed and all that shit was going on still, like, they kind of continued that storyline after he was gone. So it's kind of interesting to hear that this much time has passed and now they've brought it back. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest, but I haven't witnessed it, so who knows? You know, Eddie Guerrero was one of my first favorites when I started watching wrestling, so it's it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, it's just, it's done into the way where, like, he'll he'll do the three suplexes and then the uh, frog splash, so it's an homage to him, but because he's a heel, it's more like a middle finger to him, um, and the crowd fucking hates it, which is, he's got so much heat that it's crazy. It you wouldn't have thought that watching him with his dad, that he could be the most over heel in the business. Um, it's, it shouldn't have happened, but it's great that it did. As bear said, it's kind of like an EFED type of pairing and an EFED type of thing that we might think of that you wouldn't think would necessarily play on television. And then it just worked. Um, what about you, Devin, any matches that you know of that you're looking forward to, or is it just like tribal chief stuff? Well, real quick, I think reading the whole the whole works. I don't know if you look at all the CW fans across the board. I think you're the any guy who are free amongst a vision of just politically. She has some visually pleasing females. So, like, okay. She's strong athletic. So people like her, even though she's supposed to be like being a female right now. People still cheer. So it's like they like her. And then they take down the face. And then they're going to be able to 
shove us down the throat, keep shoving us down the throat. Okay. This guy's not all that great in the ring. He's a fan art because he's on his head. Uh, the heel label on him, he's by design, like I would go to sit in the big heel Roman because even the Romans a heel, people still like him. People like him now more than they ever. But he might be. And I would say that down the big because the world was supposed to be a heel, people like him. <laughs> it's it's how it's all. And then hand them out here, and then hand them out to That being said, obviously, like I said, I. That we have with like in people's mind that okay, sense that has to be, and I'm just wondering if like Triple H have this like in the back of his mind like oh you got to think this word but we're gonna feed into like and that doesn't so the rivalry stuff I like them I don't. I mean, I think overly appreciate how good of an in-ring performer Rocky is. You listen to those guys a lot of stuff. When he wants this stuff, he wants somebody But I just think that like, Cody, you know, give up. I can hear him with the charge or whatever. I don't think Cody goes out there and crossroads him. And it's going to be like a long time. The They scrapped the match. Do any like Owens is like the leader, and that's the reason they did that wrong. Don't forget the the tag team. When Zane, um, and uh, I'm a bit and all that. Like when he was in Shield, I was like, he was in Shield, but he then on the Roman guy. He's sitting by the Roman saying, acknowledge was crazy. Whether you like a pale, you got blocked out, and I mean, it's so and then across taking a stunt for 12, 15 minutes, which I mean, I, I'm, 40, I'm 40 years old. And, uh, even when this shit comes out, I'm still like this. And you look at the company, I don't think doing this. Like, but it's entertaining. Just entertained by somebody's things on So with that, I think now I know Finn's talking about like anything about it. They do. I hope they don't say Ribbon. I hope it looks out of the judgment day. So I guess that'd be my biggest interest will be do with the demon. If 
the demon. Do it less if demon cleanly. The demon. Roman. I want to take the whether they bring out the demon or not. Getting fast forward through, unfortunately. Michigan, my buddy and I floated the idea of going. Let's go to Southern and we go whether it's football, basketball, I was like, I was like, a ticket yet? I was like, we're normally He's like, hundred dollars. Yes. I was like, you want us fifteen dollars? We can talk about it. But yeah, and I mean, I, I think it's a great card, but I think there's three matches that I have a lot, a lot, a lot of interest in. Yeah, I I think for at least um, Balor, um, they talked about not bringing the demon. Like that's supposed to be like a dead and buried thing. That's as while he's part of the Judgment Day, or at least while he's battling. Um, Seth Rollins, like he, he mentioned it in a couple of different promos that kind of like the, the demon's dead and now you're just going to be dealing with me. Um, that's an interesting uh, story that they're running there with dealing with all the history between Seth and uh, Finn from years ago with the old universal title, um, which is one of the things I like. I like when wrestling can do callbacks. Um, I, for my Thing. Like I, I very much enjoyed, like think of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock when they were slowly coming up and then they battled for the Intercontinental title for months and months and months. And then they both kind of went their separate ways and then they got came back together for the world title and they had all that history from the IC title stuff. Um, and even though this is a world title to a world title, I feel like it's somewhat similar with Finn and... Um, uh, Seth Rollins because they have that history there that they're able to pull from so it feels even more real and you're not just grabbing out of thin air or something um, so it'll be interesting to see how that one uh, plays out um, Dennis did you have although you might be dealing with kiddos and if you are I can go to somebody else um, okay. do you have anything uh, that you're kind of like looking forward to for SummerSlam honestly no I mean like, All right. I, okay. I, I, thanks, thanks for the chat. Nope. No um, I I think the card to me it's just it's missing something. Like it's I guess the big draw right now is like Lesnar Rhodes, right? But I, to me, as the casual fan, I it feels like that's dead. Like okay, Lesnar's crushed him twice. He's beat him up on Raw a couple times now. And then they they split apart, and now we're gonna do it again. Like I, well, I think they're you know, one, I, they're one and one right now, right? So Cody like stole a win, and then Brock yeah, it, beat him. So th this is supposed to be their quote unquote blow off match, and they're supposed to be. I don't know if it'll happen or not. There's supposed to be a stipulation added, but I, I mean, I think you're probably right for the casual fan. However, I feel like more attention is probably on like the tribal chief stuff with Roman versus Jay. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I mean, it's cool. Like, I I don't know where it goes. I think we talked about this at WrestleMania, too, of like, well, 
we were kind of talking to you, I think, with more of the Sami Zayn thing. Like, well, yeah. you can't have him win, like, because he just, it's, it's just not practical. But he could have hot hand given the belt. But what do you do now? Like, yeah, this has been building. It's a good storyline. I think it's it's great. But it's just it feels like okay. <laughs> Jey Uso is not going to be the one to dethrone Roman. So I'm not, at least me as the casual guy, I'm, like, I'm not buying it. I, I I get it as a grudge match. To me, I'd, I'd probably think of it more with, um, if the title wasn't on the line, I think there'd be, okay, now I actually don't know who's going to win. But to me, I just don't. If it was just they want to the uh, tribe because technically it's for the belt and the the title of tribal chief. So if this right. was just for the title of tribal chief, then I, I would be in the same mindset with you that it would appear like that anybody could win. And right now it seems like it's probably going to be Roman. However, Jay did technically pin him for the first time that he's been pinned in like two years at the last pay-per-view. So yeah, I mean, listen, they, they've shocked me before. And they could do it again. And I would be right there and be like, holy shit. I'm going to have to go rewatch this. Hang on. Um, but just be coming into this is like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. You you had such a build for Cody. And that didn't do it. It's a wasted opportunity. And now you have a decent build for Jey Uso. But I don't, it just doesn't feel like it's, it's not the same WrestleMania level that the other one was. I just, you know, like I see him, maybe he walks away with like some schmaz ending where, okay, maybe he won, but he didn't pin him. He doesn't get the title, but, and then they drag that out. Like, well, now I'm the tribal chief because I beat you, but yeah, you're still not the champion, right? Could they do something like that? Sure. I don't know. That I, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm not going to watch the match. I'll, I'll at least give it a shot. Um, the, the Cody Lesnar stuff to me is just like I don't know. Like I, yeah, he won, but he didn't like he didn't decisively win. And then they did that. What was a broken arm angle for a little while? It's like Lesnar has kicked the crap out of Cody. Like Cody came off looking great against Roman. Looks super strong, and then all of a sudden Lesnar comes in. He's like, "Yeah, about that." Um, <laughs> it just he just laid ways to him. Um, the Judgment Day stuff intrigues me. I, I don't know why I like that as much as I do. I don't think it has as much business being as good as it's been. I they're one of the just, highest selling merchandise sales right now. Is Judgment Day, and I feel like everybody's the same way as you, Dev. Like. I shouldn't like this. It didn't, the Judgment Day didn't start off very good with the Edge thing and then with them turning on Edge and grabbing Finn Balor. Like it, it felt very stale for a while. And now it's like just hitting traction. Like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. I like, I don't, I shouldn't be following that as much as like, I, I guess as far as like Twitter is, I, I guess I'm following that a little bit more. I, I, sh I don't feel like I should like it as much as I do. It just doesn't, I don't know. There's something weird about it. it they're good. I just don't know why. I can't put my finger on it, right? Um, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I mean, could be that. Rhea Ripley. It's just, it's, they're good. I'm not going to die. I just, I don't know if they're going to give him the belt. Like, I don't know if, they, if you can, I don't know if Rollins is going to lose the belt, but I, I guess that's, the Judgment Day stuff, I guess, is like, 
the only thing that's keeping me kind of interesting. I don't even know. I don't even know if Dom and, and Priest have anything going technically yet. Uh, so, I mean, Priest has the Money in the Bank contract, so he could do anything he wants. Um, I don't think Dom is going to be in a match unless Rhea is in a match, and then he'll probably be like her valet to the ring. So there's still some open questions. I mean, we're you know we're at this point, and not everything's technically going to be announced. Um, yeah, I think I there's guess... seven matches that are confirmed, but we probably will have nine or ten for the card. I guess I mean even the you know nothing nothing in the women's title really kind of I'm kind of tired of Charlotte still. I mean nothing against her. I'm just kind of over it. Ready, ready for something new. I yeah. think uh, the breaking up of the tag team around and. Shayna, yeah, okay. I kind of saw that coming, I guess. And I guess if anybody's, if Ronda's got one foot out the door, essentially, too, so we're, where's that going to go? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe if they do something cool at LA Knight, maybe I'd be kind of cool to see where that goes, uh, to see yeah, what they do with him next. They keep pushing his push to later, and they're going yeah. to gonna start pushing him once nobody cares anymore, which is the story of WWE. Um, yeah. They could have caught fire. They were catching fire with Cody Rhodes. And, I mean, he's still popular, but if they would have won at WrestleMania and then L.A. Knight, he's catching fire, and they're like, ah, oh, we can make him win money in the bank. Nah, let's give it to Damian Priest, which isn't necessarily a bad idea, but, like, somebody else is catching fire. And then, okay, well, maybe we can give L.A. Knight the intercontinental title. Nope, he's going to lose that to Rey Mysterio for the number one contendership. Okay, well, then what are we doing? Um, and now they're talking about his push starting after SummerSlam. It's like, Jesus Christ, how many times can you keep pushing something? Like, I can't imagine if they would have done that with, like, Stone Cold or The Rock. When they're as hot as they possibly could be, they're like, eh, let's have him lose a bunch. Let's have him not be taken seriously. Like, it just... And I, yeah. It, the, the start and stop, the start and stop. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're afraid to commit, and I don't know. I get it, but I also think, okay, just get over it. And, they re- um, and who's the other guy? What's the other? Oh, the only other thing I guess I'd be curious to see if anything happens with uh, uh, Grayson Waller after his. Uh, oh yeah. After Cena showed up the last one, or what they hinted at, he's yelling at The Rock lately on Twitter. Yeah. Um, like okay, well, if, if, okay, that'd be a fun little surprise nugget for a couple minutes. Um, if Dwayne comes back and beats the hell out of Grayson Waller while his whole ass family is fighting over the tribal chief thing. I'd be sick to my stomach. Right? That like, man it wouldn't make sense. That'd be awesome though. No, like just Rock is like, yeah, fuck Roman, fuck Jay, fuck Jimmy, fuck Rikishi. I'm all about Grayson Waller. Hell yeah. I'm all for it. So I am all for it. I, I'm I felt like they were setting something up at the last pay-per-view that they didn't go forward with, which is I thought they were gonna do a fatal four-way for the world title with Solo versus Roman versus Jay versus Jimmy with possibly The Rock as the guest referee. Um, like, to set up, obviously, if they're going to try to get him for Philadelphia, for WrestleMania 40. Um, like, I was thinking, like, they were setting something like that up. And then they didn't. They're just going the J route, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because of all the history with Jay. But I definitely, it felt like there was supposed to be something bigger. And I'm wondering if that was their idea, but then they couldn't, you know, pull the trigger on it, um, or if like the Rock wasn't available, if he does doesn't show up. Um, although with the writer strike right now and the actor strike, what else is he doing? Like, like let's show up, do something. 
He's got seven dollars in his pocket. He's too busy to be wrestling. All right. <laughs> That's all he's talking about now is seven dollars. So uh, um yeah, so for me, like I think the tribal chief thing is probably the most exciting thing just to see where they go with it, just because that story has been captivating. Um and it's probably one of the longest stories WWE has told in a very long time, just because of how long Roman has held the titles and become the tribal chief and everything that's come with it. Um, so that's that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, but yeah, the other things on the card, some of it looks okay and some of it looks like filler, very similar to some of you where I'll probably be fast forwarding through some of it or just going in the other room and getting a snack or go to the bathroom while things are happening because I don't care um, if I watch it while it's like live happening. Um, all right. Well, I don't want to keep everybody too long. We've already been going for like a couple and a half hours here. So I want to close it out with any either final thoughts about WWE or final thoughts about uh, GWF or, or anything else that you guys have to offer besides for anything about Canyon. Cause you leave that damn man alone. Um, we will start with, we'll start with Devin. Any, any closing thoughts from you? Can anybody hear him? No, okay, we cannot hear you, Devin. It doesn't look like you're muted, though. Now it definitely shows muted. Now you're not muted. I got nothing. See, that that's how interesting we are. We're just... Uh, just go with the thumbs up. It's all good. I would see. I would still love it if he just didn't. If there's nothing wrong with his microphone, and he's just like, "Screw you guys!" Like, just I dig it. <laughs> uh, we'll go over to uh, we'll go over to Amber. Any closing thoughts? GWF related, WWE related. Um, I you know I deserve to be the women's champion, and definitely. So there's that. Damn, damn right. <laughs> thanks there <laughs> um i i had a great time working with you guys it was so much fun to to be able to expand like my creative writing um and and meet a lot of cool people who like you know like you had said make a lot of friends through the wrestling communities and things like that you know i didn't know that i'd be here talking about it this many years later so it's really cool and i thank you for having me on sure of course bear what we got final thoughts gwf left an impact you know um, I love that Efed, even though I didn't really show it, but it's awesome to reminisce and talk about it all these years later, like Amber said. Um, SummerSlam wise, I can't wait to see Chris Canyon come back from the dead and become oh hey, Chris Canyon. Hey, hey now, sir. I appreciate that. Devin has a Candido is greater than Canyon sign. Hell yeah, I dig it. That's just that's just not nice, guys. Just- <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, Devin, we all know that Wrestle or Royal Rumble 2024, Chris Canyon coming back from the dead to win, and he is the one who's going to dethrone the tribal chief at WrestleMania because KJ has the book. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start writing to WWE right now to explain to them what the actual great story would be. That's what Chris I'm- Canyon. You know it. MVP. That's what I'm saying. He can even be Mortis if he really wants to. He should be Rigor Mortis because he's dead. See what I did there? Oh. oh hell yeah. I'd watch that shit. <laughs> uh 
All right, uh, Dennis, closing thoughts, WWE, GWF related. I'll watch SummerSlam. I, as always, eagerly await um, them to surprise me. Um, it does happen on occasion. Um, so we'll see. I, I Again, I, I try to catch the major events, this being traditionally one of them. So, uh, yes, it might involve a lot of fast-forwarding, but we'll see. I, you know, I sometimes have a very pessimistic view of things, and so is what it is. Uh, welcome to 2023, I guess. Um, but, you know, I, I hope for the best. And, you know, it, it, sometimes these little, these events with nothing going on them, they surprise you. And maybe they become a better one with if they give them time to go. Sometimes these matches can just make themselves happen. JWF uh, wise it's funny looking back at all the folders of GWF stuff I have of old graphics in the database files. I pretty much have like every private message uh, since the private messaging system was set up. I have all old role plays. I just found an old guest book uh, from 2000 with a whole bunch of old role plays on it. Um, it's just a trove of a hard drive full of stuff. Um, enough that could probably fill yet another, you know, podcast that applies to a handful of people uh that would love to see some of this old stuff um yeah. and it still surprises me at how like so so from my point of view the gwf was never anything big right it was it was always work i mean you know that well it was just there was always so much to do you never really took a step back to see what was going on or what i didn't have time to listen to the chatter to see who thought we were where, or what, how we ranked in the EFED world, if that was a thing. Um, I was never, I, I think, like I said, when we hit the affiliates page, I would try to compare. And I was like, these are just other people starting feds that are probably members here. Okay, this isn't competition, no offense to them, but it's it wasn't. I was like, okay, yeah, hey, you want my link? Here, here, put a link up. Here you go. If you get a couple people out of here, great. I... I knew bigger ones existed, but I didn't know who they were. I'm sure they still exist to this day, but I couldn't tell you who they are. Um, so we never stopped, took a step back to say, where are we in this EFED universe? And to be honest, it wasn't until man, probably recently to say, well, what effect did we have? Did we, did, does the GDF have a legacy? You know, what is it? Is it just, hi, we were here for a minute. People had fun. Some people had fun. Some people showed up for a heartbeat and disappeared. Or was there something like, yep, uh, did we learn more about Chris Candido, how much better than he is at, than Canyon? Um, did we take something away for our careers? Did we take... Um, that, that's for you, Devin. Since your mic's not working, I got to help you out of it here. Um, did, we, did we take something back? Like I took a lot of that and turned it into a career. Other people have creative writing, and maybe they turned it into that. Maybe we didn't never realized how great of a wrestler Daphne actually was, and how many times she beat Canyon for the women's title. It just, just those those records just go unknown. Um, so again, the, the lasting impact, if we want to call that, of like, well, who remembers the GWF? Who better than Canyon? I guess we'll just round it out because that fit. Um, I don't know. Like, again, we talk about these names and I was looking at some of the old emails. We we're looking at the champs list. I'm looking at the old emails. I'm like, God, I remember these email addresses. Wogs and 
um, Muzzin and, you know, the uh, Jack Donnelly or whatever. I'm like, God, I remember that email. Like, I remember that guy went in the Rumble twice in a row. Like, I don't remember who these people are, but I remember their email addresses because they were always faceless to me. Every Nobody had a face until, geez, April, whenever we talked. Nobody had a face to me. Um, I think, like, Sam Hamlin, I think, found me on Facebook and a couple other random people. Until then, it was just emails and half names. I, mean, they, I didn't know if they were nicknames, real names, fake names. Like Amber, it could have been, could have been a girl playing a guy and a guy playing a girl. Who cares? I don't know. Didn't matter. I have an email. This is what I know you by. Oh, yeah. To me, you're Wogs. I don't know what your name is, but you're when the when it was like me, Kevin, and Bill. Hey, uh, did Wogs role play? I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> but, hey, you get your own nickname somehow. Um, or, or you're known by your character, like, hey, Jesus, you see what Candido wrote? Like, that's all you need to know. I didn't need to know your name was Devin. I, we did. But we, do, you were Candido, period. End of story. That is just kind of like how a wrestler becomes their character. You know, everybody here became their their character. So, I again, the lasting impact of what was the GBF, again, there's only, you know, five of us here that can talk about it. I'm kind of curious what Ash would think. You know, maybe one day we'll get to hear his side of the story and, you know, uh, there's just people from way back when, if they wonder how much they remember that, or how much I remember them, as far as their email goes. Like that's the weird part. It's like Jesus, I remember this stuff. Like you, you live it for so long, you just don't realize what you take away. Like God, I haven't done that stuff. Like when did I leave? Two thousand five, four. Uh, I think it was five. Somewhere in that range, right? So, I mean, man, it's going almost 20 years that I've had a hand in the GWF, and but I remember so much of it. I, holy cow, just days and days. I mean, like we talked last time, I would be like, oh, something came up. Day, results are going to be a day late. That was just me taking a break or going to the bar with my buddies or something. Like, oh, we're going out? Yeah, let me, let me rig something up quick and tell everybody I'm not going to be here. Uh, hang on. What it was... <laughs> You know, it's like calling in sick to work. You felt a little guilty, but yeah, maybe not that much guilty. Um, and then God forbid you had a pay-per-view coming up Sunday because like, well, Sunday morning I'm going to eat breakfast and then I'm going to start writing matches so I can hopefully eat dinner later. Um, it's, that was my end goal. And then see who complains Monday morning about something. Like maybe I'll get one good night's sleep out of it. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to hear the stories and hear people talk about it. It's like, God, we started that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, hearing for it. Like, I'd love to know what the history of EFEDs is like currently, um, or like what the state of them are. If there's still EFEDs that put in the work like we do, or did everything move to like forum based, um, which is what it seems like a lot of the ones years ago after GWF ended when people kept asking about joining. Like they were just all forum based. So there weren't really like a website. It's just all on a forum that you log in, you role play, you out of character post, but there wasn't anything um, like website wise, like their more focus was on everything else, which sounds good because you have less uh, stuff to do. But it seems like even with less stuff to do, people were still weren't doing their stuff. Um, so I'd be yeah, I'd be curious to see where where it's at now. I know at one point there was another eFed that was running longer than GWF. I cannot remember the name, but then they closed, and then we technically surpassed them two years before we closed. 
So we don't know what the legacy is there either for longevity of an EFED or if there's ones that are out there that have been even longer. Because similar to you, as you mentioned, I I don't know of them. Um, but that's mostly because I was in GWF's world um, and just focused directly there. Um, WWE wise, I'm, I wouldn't say excited for SummerSlam, but I'll watch it and I will um i always like when my belief can be suspended and that's what they're supposed to do um or your disbelief uh so if they can surprise if they can shock or if there's just a really good match uh wrestlemania 31 32 whenever it was roman versus brock um and it was like it was just a dog shit card and they ended up being like one of the best cards of the year um just because of the match quality like none of the matches had that much going into them nobody cared about them but they ended up pulling it off um so if they can do something like that again and make me care then great if not i'm sure there'll be a few moments here and there that'll like stand out for me that i'll be like okay that was cool i'm glad i watched um but we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes um, I will say uh, with Devin's microphone not mo working, he did send me a message and also put in the chat. He said that Canyon actually is better than Candido. That's what he said. He can't deny it because uh, his microphone's not working. That's that's what he said. That's what we're going to go with. Nobody else correct me. That's that's crazy talk. Um, yeah, 10 degrees colder in that room, Ken. <laughs> you fraud. <laughs> But no, he said that Jay beats Roman at SummerSlam, and then we finally get Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, which I think makes sense, and there's no reason for that to be for the belt. That can just be for the Tribal Chief aspect. Um, like, the, the belt doesn't need to be on Roman for that match. It doesn't add anything extra for that magnitude of a match. Um, somebody else could beat Roman beforehand, but if you don't beat Roman at SummerSlam, when else do you beat Roman? Like if it's not WrestleMania, that that's going to be the thing. So there's talk about them do, doing the rematch with Cody versus um, Roman at WrestleMania 40, especially if the rock isn't available. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. There, there's some interesting storylines that could be there. We'll, we'll see if they actually come to fruition or not. Um, but yeah, and yeah, GWF was a blast. I'm glad that I was able to message you guys. You guys were available for this. It's definitely appreciated. Um, it's just, yeah, it's very fun to reminisce about the old times and just the fun that we had with it. Um, even though it's like no longer a part of our lives now, it's always, as Dennis mentioned, it was, at least from the owning aspect of it, it was like having like a kid because you were spending like all day, every day, caring about it, wanting it to succeed, doing all these things, spending all this time, energy, um, I was letting Dennis still pay the money, though. Um, I'll be the deadbeat dad. It's fine. Um, uh, but, yeah, just having that that level of commitment towards it, it definitely felt like a kid. So it was very hard for me when we came to the decision to close it. Just time-wise, uh, energy-wise, it was time for it to go. And it just – it got to the point where we were role-playing on Twitter. So – it just wasn't as fun as it uh, was in the in the beginning. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a hard decision to let it go. Um, Devin, did you have something? Or Dennis, did you have something to add? Not Devin. He can't say anything right now. He can listen, though. <laughs> no, I mean, that's that That pretty much it, it is. It is just that it, it was such a it was kind of a passion project after a while. Right. Like you just knew you didn't want it to go away. You felt there was more there. So you just kept pushing through and, and 
yeah, I, I spent so many days. I, I was at work, you know, I think I was doing call center work at the time. And between phone calls, I'd be sitting there writing matches just to get ahead of them. Just so I, could, I was getting to get home and I wouldn't be up till 4 a.m. writing matches. Be like, well, at least I have some done and I can get home and be in bed by, you know, midnight maybe. And then wasting Saturdays and all Sundays doing pay-per-views and graphics and things like that. Like, oh my God, I got to make all these champions. Oh, we had four new champions. Oh, I got to update all these banners. Oh, I got to... It was all the ancillary stuff. So not only did you have to deal with people management, you had to deal with writing matches, but then you had to deal with, well, I don't want the site to look crappy, so I got to get the champion banners updated. Oh, and then I went ahead and made these stupid flash things because I was an idiot, so now I got to update those because they're impossible. Like, oh my God, this is... There's, so many little things that if there was a team be like yeah can you go do that and you go do that this is great it wasn't it was it was very much a one man show with a couple of helpers now and then and that was it was a very unsung hero kind of thing so yeah if you didn't uh, when i was doing it and same with you like if, if you felt if you didn't do it yourself it wasn't getting done and that's that's what happened one one thousand percent. But I will say now, speaking to you, because I was, um, I joined GWF while you were still around, but towards the tail end of you. Um, but it, it's appreciated for me, like all the work that you did. And then for me, when I took over, it was a lot easier um, to do the stuff because of everything that you had already done beforehand with the site. So like updating it, I didn't have to do everything through HTML or PHP or go into uh, fire FTP and update it through the back end, where I could just update the rankings, the roster, everything else just right there on the website without needing to open up 15 different things. Um, and then just having a site that um, even just being a part of before I helped own it was, it felt like something to be a part of it. Um, because there was that many people that were interested in it and there were people that cared that much to try to make a site that people wanted to come to and enjoy going to and always being something that was special. So at least from my side, it was definitely appreciative of all the work that you did. But very similar to myself, it, it, it did was a one-man show. It did feel like most of the time it was without thanks just because it became like the expectation like well you guys are always do it so why wouldn't you do it again um but at least from my perspective yeah it was always appreciated what you did and i appreciated what i did too which was you know beat daphne for the woman's title um but <laughs> flip me off as real uh <laughs> But no, I, I do. I appreciate just the the sharing of the memories and getting everybody here, um, and just enjoying, um, just reminiscing. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've kept you guys a little bit too long. If anybody's still watching us talk about efeds and wrestling, um, so that's gonna do it for this episode of Talking Nerdy in the Bedroom. Uh, we will be back next week with the actual nerds from the bedroom, and we're going to be talking about. Uh, Secret Invasion, which just ended this past week. So, yeah, join us next week.